y'all. Hey, what's going on out there? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. All right, man. It's Monday. That's right. <laughs> and I hope everybody's ready for a great, great day because we got a lot to talk about, man. I tell you. Oh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> woo! I picked some things for you for, to get the conversation going today, and I hope y'all ready for us to get it going on. All right, so let's see. Um, let me tell you how you be a part of the show first, and um, we're going to knock that out. And I got a song of the day for you, and we're going to play it like early, 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 early. Um, and here it is. Y'all ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? All right. <laughs> All right. First thing is, you want to be a part of the show, no problem. Just call me, 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. Uh, yeah, you can do that, and um, you get on the line, and I see you, and I bring you in. We can hear what you have to say. That's the easiest way, man. I like hearing what all of you have to say because of you have some beautiful minds, beautiful minds. All right, next way is you can email me, ericlesstalk at gmail.com. Once again, that's Eric Letts, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. And last but not least, you can join us in our chat room. And our chat room is always off the chain with with um, some um, 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 great conversation going on there as well, majority of the time. And that's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And I look forward to seeing and hearing from each and every I can't see you, but I hear you. <laughs> all right. So with that, that, that being said, uh, let's get on with the show. All right. So we have a lot to talk about, man. I tell you, there's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. And, um, we, I, I, you know what? I chose these things, man, because these are some of the things we do need to talk about. Um, David Duke, y'all know who David Duke is, the former Grandmaster Wizard or whatever, the KKK Kukuki. Yeah, he's running for Congress in Louisiana, and he has said someone needs to stand up for the European Americans. That's an interesting uh, comment in itself. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, here's a question I came up with. Um, after looking at a couple of news shows this weekend, are Mexican immigrants one reason for the high unemployment rate in the black community? That'd be interesting, too. The Black Lives Matter movement, y'all, they released a 10-point manifesto. But is that manifesto going to be enough? Is it going to be enough? All right. We're going to talk a little bit about that also. Um, Down in um, uh, Round Rock, Texas, a white police officer explains to a black school teacher who they had arrested, falsely, of course, and he gave his thoughts about why he thinks white people are afraid of black people. And I put the question, is he right? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, there's a female attorney down in Ohio who was um, placed, was um, threatened with jail time for refusing to remove a Black Lives Matter button by the judge in his courtroom. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. WikiLeaks is up again, y'all. WikiLeaks is at it again. They done released 1,200. Is it 1,200? They done released a lot, released a lot of emails, a lot of emails. It's more than 1,200. I'm sorry. Is uh let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Twenty thousand emails. Um <laughs> related to the 
Democratic National Party uh, committee uh, about um, how they were planning to sabotage Bernie Sanders. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. And the man who recorded the Alton Sterling shooting, um, he claims he can't go back to work now because of retaliation from law enforcement. So those are some of the things we're going to be talking about today. And, uh, get ready, man. Get ready. <laughs> get ready. But, of course, first, you know what we got to do. You know, I, I, I didn't do it all last week, but I'll get back to my regular routine. So we're going to get this song of the day out the way, get your minds to pump in a little bit, and then when we come back, we're going to start the show. But before we do, let's go on and get a shout-out as guests. 1896, Pianca and Stickman in the chat room. Thank y'all for joining us. I can't wait to hear what you have to say because <laughs> I know it's going to be interesting. But before we do, let's take you back a little bit to loose ends and watching you. I'll see y'all in about five minutes, man. Enjoy. Enjoy the music.
Watching you, watching me for <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, what's going on out there? How y'all doing today? Welcome back, man. Wasn't that a nice song? Watching you by Lucille. That's what I'm talking about, man. Just get your blood to pump and get you going. I had me and him singing. I almost forgot to turn my mic off. <laughs> Woo! All right, how y'all doing out there, man? I'm telling you, everybody feeling all right out there? I know I'm feeling all right. Yes, sir, buddy. It's a great day to be alive. Great day to be alive. Anyway, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mr. Talk, and you are listening to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, that's right. Anyway, so, oh, boy, how was your weekend, man? Hey, did y'all hear we had another shooting in Fort Myers, um, Fort Myers, Florida? Yeah, you're not going to hear much about that because it's a bunch of black kids. But, uh, yeah, it was a shooting. Um, you know, that's not going to make that much news, but it happened, okay? <laughs> oh, of course, there was some bombings overseas as well. You ain't going to hear much about that either. You know, the Democratic National Convention starts today, and... Man, they got some heavy hitters playing for the night. They got Bernie coming on. They supposed to have Michelle coming on. Boy, ain't Michelle fine. But anyway, Michelle coming on today and tonight to speak. And well, I tell you, if they bringing all them on first night, who's gonna be talking to the rest of the week? <laughs> of course, the president of the um, uh, Democratic National Convention, she's gonna resign over some emails that were released by um, WikiLeaks. Twenty thousand of them. Twenty thousand emails. And basically, um, it was interesting because they're said to have um, told about uh, members of the DNC who worked against um, Bernie Sanders. Uh, one example was how they were they planned on using his religious convictions against him in the South, as far as votes and things of that nature. So, you know, that goes kind of goes back to what Trump was saying. The system is rigged. The system is rigged. However, there's a little twist to this whole thing, man. Um, it, it really is, because there are some that actually believe that um, WikiLeaks is just a front for the Russian government. Yeah. Um, two Russian intelligence groups um, by goes by the name Fancy Bear or APT-28. 
uh, or Cozy Bear. Yeah. And um, they first originally breached the network, DNC network, uh, last year. Last year. So, um, but many believe that the Russian government is using um, WikiLeaks or, or going through proxies to attempt to undermine Hillary Clinton's campaign. I don't know why. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, not like they got a better choice than Trump. But anyway, um, but apparently the emails were supposed to um, have examples of thuggish, as, as the media put it, thuggish infighting. Uh, and they were attempting to strong arm media outlets. Now, you know. Let's be honest. Is this really a big surprise, especially the the strong army of media outlets? That's not a big surprise. Thuggish infighting? What the heck is thuggish infighting? Okay, what is that? See, that go that word thug again, you know? Really? Thuggish infighting. Okay, so, you know, that's what's going on within the DNC. And, you know, it, it, timing is very interesting because of the, the start of the convention in Philadelphia this today. So, you know, we're going to see how this thing going to turn out. Yeah, it's always interesting. It, it really is uh, how this this political game goes goes on. But it is what it is. Now, why would Russia be so interested in it? Remember now, a lot of people feel as though um, the Cold War is still alive and well. Yes, that's right. I said the Cold War. So with that going on, of course they're gonna try and do you see what's going on. But then again, like I said, you have Bern, I mean you have Hillary and you have Donald. Out of the two, which one would be better? I don't know. Some say it'd be Donald because he's a businessman and he's gonna run the country like a business. But how do you say that when soon as we go, uh, the United States is a corporation? Everybody wants to say no, it's not. I'm just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. That's all I'm doing. You know, so these are some of the the, the, the little twists and turns that we have to go through, and uh, <laughs> makes it makes it fun, doesn't it? <laughs> it makes it fun. But anyway. So that's what we got going on this week. And um, as always, I'll be paying attention to um, the DNC convention and bring you the highlights day by day. And at the end of the week, we're going to go through and, and talk about the, the week that was at the DNC. And if anything important came out that we really, really didn't already know, which nine times out of ten, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But it, but surprises happen, right? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, let's see. Footage released of Austin officer brutally arresting second grade teacher. Then tells the victim he understands why whites feel fear blacks. Now, here's interesting. Who said whites were scared of blacks? Huh? Are, are whites really scared of blacks? Really? How, why? Why are they scared of blacks? They own everything. They got all the money. They got all the jobs. Why Why would white black whites be scared of blacks? Really? But anyway, this cop opinion is um, interesting. And let me, let me set the scene. Okay. So this officer pulled over this, this um, teacher. Okay. She's a second grade school teacher who happened to be black. And uh, she was pulled over. And... The situation got out of hand, okay? 
Um, the officer told her to close the door. So when she went to close the door, then he decided he wanted her to get out the car. And then when she told him she'd get out the car, I guess she wasn't getting out fast enough. So he grabbed her and slammed her to the ground. Now, we've seen that already. Okay, so now once his partner runs over and, and they handcuff her and put her back in the car, she starts asking the officer questions. And in the um, process of them having this conversation, this is what was caught on a video um, of Officer Patrick Sprawling's um, car as he was going on a tirade about why white people are afraid of black people. And this is what this man said. 99% of the time, when you hear about stuff like that, it is the black community that is being violent. You heard that, right? It is the black community that is being violent. That's why a lot of the white people are afraid, and I don't blame them. There are some guys I look at, and I know it is my job to deal with them, and I know it might go ugly, but that's the way it goes. Now, this is a police officer, okay? This is a police officer transporting this woman to jail. And after she asked him some questions, this was his, this was his response. Um, is there any legitimacy to this? Especially the part that it is the black community that is being violent 99% of the time. Hmm. When you hear stuff like that, what y'all think? Okay. Write your notes down on that. Now we'll come back to that. Let me, let me get all this other good stuff out here real fast. Um, here's one I wanted to get out last week, but I failed to get it out. So I had to include it today. And, um, (laughs) it's interesting baby it's interesting all right dod releases guidelines on transgender troops sex changes will be paid for now see this is an example of the deterioration of our military all right not only are we beginning to allow them we are beginning to even pay for it now who you think gonna pay for it Okay, that's what I'm saying. All right, anyway, um, the Pentagon has released a manual detailing standards and procedures for service members who wish to have a sex change transition. They didn't say operation. Notice the key words, transition. Anyway, including time off, medical treatments, and living a preferred gender lifestyle while on their respective installations. Uh Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> oh man. The Department of Defense has listed that a serviceman with seeking gender reassignment procedures must first be given a secure medical diagnosis diagnosis, then inform the chain of command of aforementioned diagnosis indicating that gender transition is medically necessary. I don't see why it would ever, ever, ever be medically necessary. I I don't see it. Just because in your mind you think you're a boy or a girl and you're in a different body doesn't make it medically necessary. That makes it mentally, makes you mentally crazy. Okay, I'm just saying. The commanding officer of said service member then has to approve government-funded medical treatment and supervision regarding when the service member will be able to return to duty. So, not only... Um, are you going to get it? But the government is going to pay for it, and the government going to pay for it out of our tax dollars. And then the service member gets to lay back on their butt and enjoy time off while other members are out at war um, in these war zones fighting. Heck no. 
Um, 13-page manual also aligns, outlines that personnel are prohibited from living in their preferred gender while on base until transitions are complete. Now, that is a very, very important line right there, meaning that until reassignment has been successfully completed, a service member must stick to the gender they were when they first joined. Now, that line right there, I'm sure, is going to be the, the focus of a whole lot of heartburn with some of these folk. But it's only fair. It's only fair. If you came in as a boy, until you get this surgery, you shall be remain a boy. Now, you know, between this last line and the medically necessary, uh, I don't see much of that's going on. I, I really don't. Uh and I like it that they're prohibited from living in their preferred gender while on post. So if they're living in the barracks and they, they came in as a boy, that's how they have to live in the barracks as a boy. You know, of course, those of us that's been in the military, we already know that um, <laughs> oh, certain things are done that aren't spoken of. And, of course, that's going to happen. But as long as nobody gets hurt. You know, I think, you know, everybody's going to be all right. Um, let's see. Here's another one. Uh, how your attorney faces jail time for refusing to remove Black Lives Matter button. And it's out of Youngstown, Ohio, where attorney Andrea Burton was removed from court and taken into custody after a judge declared her in contempt for refusing to take off a Black Lives Matter pen. Um, let's see. Municipal Court Judge Robert Millich said Burton was in contempt of court for refusing to remove the button in his courtroom after he asked her to do so at an earlier date. Burton was sentenced to five years in jail, but she has been released on a stay to appeal. Burton will not be in jail during the appeals process um, as she obeys Miller's orders not to wear items that make a political statement in court. A judge is, and this is, um, what he, the judge is basing his decision on. A judge is objective and tries to make sure everyone has the opportunity to have a fair hearing, and it was a situation where it was just in violation of the law. The judge said his ruling is based on Supreme Court case law. Um, the attorney for Ms. Burton, activist um, Kim Atkins, spoke and said no one wearing an American flag would be removed, no one wearing a crucifix or Star of David would be removed, so why does this particular subject bothered the judge so much. And that was the question that was asked in this case. Um, however, however, <laughs> yeah, there's more to it. Um, Burton went on says the difference between a flag and black, black lives matter button is that the pen is a political issue. And the NAACP, of course, issued a little non-committal statement we would do all that the NAACP Youngstown can do to ensure that Attorney Burton's constitutional rights are not being violated. All right, so, however, although this may sound like her, um, the attorney's rights were violated, unfortunately, the judge has some grounds to stand on, and this is uh, off of a, out of a case called Burner versus Delahanty, um, which began in October 1995. Uh, yeah, and um, basically the ruling of the Supreme Court said judges can ban political buttons in courtrooms. And it goes on to say judges can prohibit symbolic 
political expression in courtrooms, even if it's not disruptive. So, and the basis of that case, this case here um, was that this guy Burner wore the button to express his opinion on a statewide referendum that would prohibit laws outlawing discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. All right, so the judge is within his rights to do what he's done. So if I was the attorney, just take the button off. <laughs> you see how sometimes we just create our own issues, man. Just take the button off, okay? We, You made your point. You know, to keep yourself out of jail, just take the button off. It's not that hard. Take the button off, please. Please. All right. So next up, next up, next up. <laughs> um, here we go. Super, um, remember the, the, the shooting of Alton Sterling and the guy who videotaped it? Where apparently um, this guy feels that he has he is being retali- retaliated against by law enforcement. Um, he says about 24 hours later, he found himself surrounded by police with guns pointing at him. Uh, he said he was arrested on multiple traffic charges, and but the arrest was unrelated to his posting of the video. That's what the police told him. Um, um, the guy's name is um, Chris Leday. And he insisted that the beginning that the arrest was a former retribution. Uh, say three weeks later, he claims he has paid the traffic violations, but still hasn't been allowed to return to work as an aerospace ground equipment technician at an Air Force base in Marietta, Georgia. Um, there aren't any charges. He he never had a warrant for an assault. His attorneys say. Um, and here's the interesting part. When reading this article, you know, first it says it was traffic. He was picked up on traffic. Then it says he has a warrant for assault. Uh, Lede said his ordeal began when he was handcuffed, shackled, and arrested after arriving at his job at the Air Force Base, more than 500 miles from where Sterling was shot and killed in Baton Rouge. Okay? Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is some crazy, crazy stuff going on here. Um, it was said that he claimed on Facebook that he was told that he fit the description of someone wanted on an assault and battery charge in Dunwoody, Georgia. Later, he said police changed their story and told him he was being arrested for failing to pay outstanding traffic tickets, which came to a total of $1,231. Um, the, the, the jail, the, the law enforcement went on to say that, um, that they had been arrested two years ago, but failed to show up for a court date um, several months later. So that's why he was arrested after he posted this um, video. <laughs> Does that make any sense, y'all? Does that make any sense? But, um, you know, I guess he got caught up in the warrant, wound up, and since they found out where he was, they went and picked him up, right? Um, Mark Stevens, a community outreach officer with the Dunwoody Police Department, uh, said that Lita was initially arrested. Yeah, I just told you that, but he failed to show up. Yeah, prompting officials to issue a warrant for his arrest. Uh, Stevens said his department was informed last week by another law enforcement agency that Lede was in the area and an extradition was agreed upon. <laughs> now, all this, you found out where this man was because he posted a video. Uh, see? Um <laughs> <laughs> now the man can't go to work. He, he, he you know, they won't let him back on 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 his job. Um, Captain Meredith Kirkchoff, 
who happens to be the public affairs officer at this Air Force base, said he had been issued a temporary base pass while authorities interviewed, reviewed the, his paperwork before issuing him a longer-term pass, a process she called routine. Um, she said that Lede's employment is now under review and that he is not currently reporting to work at the base. Now, see, if that's not a case of retaliation or retribution, I don't know what is. Now, we all know if you go and work at, at a military base, especially somewhere where you deal with aeronautics and things like that, a background check is done. And anything you have done is already is going to pop up. Now, so why all of a sudden do they have to review his um <laughs> his employment? See, that's the kind of mess that goes on that nobody wants to talk about. See, that's retribution. They can call it what they want to. That's retribution. And all of a sudden, you you know where this guy is, but you done had this warrant out for him. And I know if every city, like most of the ones here in Texas, they have what you call a warrant roundup, where if you have outstanding warrants, they come get you. And you mean to tell me you didn't know where this guy was the whole time, and, but it took him posting a video? A video? Then you know where he is? Then you're going to extradite him over that? Man, come on. This thing, that, that thing stinks, man. It stinks something terrible. Something terrible. I'm just saying it like it is. It stinks something terrible. It does. It, it's, it just stinks. But um, like I said before, they control everything. So what you going to do? <laughs> you know, and, and it, it, here's the underlying message of that situation right there. If you're going to post videos of police or law enforcement or whoever killing someone or doing the wrong thing, make sure you got your ducks in a row, all right? Because here's a prime example, y'all, that they are coming to get you. If they can get you, they're going to get you. Hey, they law enforcement. Or, or as they used to say in the movies, we're the government. We do what we want. <laughs> wake up. Wake up now. Wake up. That's all I'm going to say. Wake up. Um... <laughs> oh, isn't it wonderful to be living the American dream? Huh? Isn't that a part of the American dream to be able to to, to, to freely do things? You know, you didn't violate any laws, did you? No. But since you didn't come to court two years ago, um, we got you now. We got you because you videotaped. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you ever wondered what was the, what is the definition of the American dream? You know, and we hear that term a whole lot. Well, we're seeking the American dream. We came from this country and that country, and we want the American dream. Or we're working hard to achieve the American dream. So what is the American dream? What is that mess? Well, here's a couple of definitions. Um, the idea that every U.S. citizen should have an equal opportunity to achieve success and prosperity through hard work, determination, and initiative. Yeah, okay. That's one. <laughs> the American dream is a national ethos of the United States, the set of ideas, democracy, rights, liberty, opportunity, and equality, in which freedom includes the opportunity to, to pros for, for prosperity and success and an upward social mobility for the family and children, achieved through hard work in a society with few. You hear me? With few distractions. That is what they say the American dream uh, is. Well, you know what? 
if that is the case, a lot of us really going to fall short on this American dream thing because uh, rights, not, not liberty, not opportunity. Heck no. Equality? Man, where does that exist at? So if those are part of what the said, the ideas that Amer- the American dream is built on, y'all, we in trouble because the American dream does not exist. Get it in your head, understand it. I said it. That's right. It does not exist. It's fictional. It's something someone made up when they wrote a book and everybody jumped on and said, yeah, that's the way to go. And no, it does not exist. Okay. <laughs> and before somebody says something about how you know it's in the book, all right, the term American Dream first was used by the American historian James Truslow Adams in his book, The Epic of America, published in 1931. So for those that don't know what I'm talking about, there you go. All right, bang on it. <laughs> Are you having fun yet? I'm having fun. Of course I is. It's Monday. That's right. All right. And here's the last little bit of what I'm going to say and talk about before, before I open up the phone lines, because this is really, really going to be a good one. I think this is going to get everybody talking right here. All right. Black Lives Matter, y'all. Black Lives Matter. Remember last week now, there was a, there was a petition online requested that the Black Lives Matter movement be formally labeled as a terror group. Okay. Now, I'm just saying. And I guess because of this, the Black Lives Matter movement say, well, we're going to have to change the, 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 the narrative on how people feel about us. So what do they do? They come out with a 10-point manifesto. That's right, a 10-point manifesto. Now, even though a lot of people think this is the first one they've come up with, that is not so. Last year, well, after the Ferguson, after Ferguson, Michael Brown Black Lives Matter came out with a um, manifesto. And honestly, the two of them are basically the same. The wording is a little different, but they're the same thing. Um, you know, they, they change some of the wording and uh, some of the demands, but, you know, they're basically asking for the same thing. One of the differences is Campaign Zero, which they were calling themselves back then. It's also calling for laws preventing police departments from imposing minimum quotas for tickets and arrests. Okay, that's one of them. But the new manifesto is 10 points, and um, it's it's a little in detailed, but it, it's good. Um, the number one, end broken windows, policing, which aggressively police policies minor crimes in an attempt to stop larger ones. Uh, in other words, broken windows policing is the idea that vigorously enforcing small crimes like vandalism will prevent larger crimes from happening. The law has allowed police to increase stop and frisk, which Black Lives Matter claims enables racial stereotyping. They argue that black men and women are unfairly targeted by police using this law as an excuse and that this policy ultimately led to the death of Eric Garner. Um, this is their first point in their plan and probably the most controversial. All right. Number two, use community oversight for misconduct rather than having the police department decide what consequences officers should face. Mm-hmm. Number three, make standards for reporting police use of deadly force. All right. Number four, independently investigate and prosecute police misconduct independently. Now, 
Number five, have the racial makeup of police departments reflect the communities they serve. Okay. Number six, require officers to wear body cameras. We already know that is in, 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 in enforced in um is in effect in some um cities, but we know in like in the case of um in Baton Rouge, the cameras mysteriously fall off sometimes. You know, it's not, not because of anything happened, you know, anything suspiciously, they just fall off. <laughs> That's all they just fall off. Um <laughs> provide more training for police officers. Okay. Now, you know, I, I had to talk on this one. Um, more training is never a bad thing. Many supporters of Black Lives Matter believe that a lot of the issues between police officers and citizens have been instigated by rookie cops that are a little too eager to prove themselves in the field. And they feel a little extra training could help that out. Now, Here's my thought on this thing, this provide more training. You can have all the training in the world, but if you have a mindset that you've grown up with, been been raised in, and you just feel that way no matter what, all the training in the world is not going to change how you feel and how you're going to perform out there on the field, in the field, okay? It's not. Now, if you really want to uh, um, do something, when these officers make do these crimes and it's, it's completely um, – Evident that they were in the wrong, fire their behind, put them behind some bars. That's how you change the culture. But this providing more training, that's not going to work. That's not going to work, really. <laughs> the DEA, CIA, and all them, they got all kind of training. But if they get somebody behind closed doors, yeah, right. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Um in for profit police practices, and y'all know what that is. You know, every at the end of the month, you got to meet that quota of tickets. So they set up speed traps and things like that, or go through neighborhoods where they know um, little minor things are happening. Okay, that's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> in the police use of military equipment. Uh huh. And last but not least, implement police union contracts that hold officers accountable for misconduct. Now, if we're not mistaken, nine times out of ten when a um, officer has done something wrong, the union are the first ones to stand behind them. I don't care what the video say, the union is going to stand behind them. So I don't I don't believe that um, that's going to happen that way at all. At all. It's not going to happen that way. I don't care what they try. Okay? Um, <laughs> but I say we could talk about those. Um, there's another group out there. Um, land of the free and they they did a um, little article as far as their response to the the 10 point manifesto and they say it's just not sufficient it's not um they're going to say unfortunately your 10 point point manifesto presents just the steps to treat the symptoms of our racism disease but not the real cure it's like applying a cast without straightening the bone of a broken leg there's just no way that improving police training, adding cameras, changing standards and procedures, being more selective by hiring police officers will ever change anything about racism, ignorance, hate, and fear. There is, of course, also no way that praying, hugging, being human, or assuring that we are all one big, kind, loving family which should embrace our difference and bridge our divisions will bring the change our society so desperately needs now. 
Um, inequality, racism, hate, and fear of the unknown are willfully planted mechanisms to divide us and to make our population manageable by the uh, oligarchy, which is basically a small group of people having control of uh, a country, organization, or institution. Okay, just in case you didn't know what oligarchy is. <laughs> um, and they, they ended it say, please, Black Lives Matter activists, see the big picture. Work on implementing your 10-point manifesto, but first, make sure to support the change in direction in politics. Otherwise, we, will, we all will be lost in the inequality chaos. Okay, and this is supposed to one lead by land of the free. All right, so that's it. Those are the things. Oh, yeah, I did ask a question because I, I saw, um, I was watching a news um, show over the weekend, and uh, and one of the, the speakers said that because there are so many Mexican immigrants coming across the border, um, it is called, it has a ripple effect and is one of the main reasons why the unemployment rate in the black community is so high. Now, when he said that, you know, my eyes said, huh? What? So I decided to add it to the show today. And that's the, another question that I'm asking. Are Mexican immigrants one reason for the high employment rate in the black community? So that's what we have. That's what we're about to talk about. So uh, the lines are open, 347-838-8622. Let's have some fun. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring my man Stickman in because he's been here. He, he said he wanted to get in first. So let me bring him in and, and let's get it started, man. All right. Welcome to the show, Stickman. What's going on? What's going on, Eric? Thanks for allowing me to chime in on um, this. And, you know, some of the points that you brought up are are very, uh, they're very talkable points. And uh, I want to say I, I'd like to address just a few things. And then, uh, you know, I have a tendency to babble. So what I'll do is I'll shut up for a little while and then you can come back to me. But um, the, I think the biggest issue in this whole discussion when we're looking at at the race issue and police violence versus the black community and so forth and so on, um, I think you hit the nail on the head just by by saying three words: create these or four. Create these issues ourselves. One of the biggest words that I think that we lack is the word comply. Whether we agree with the situation, whether we think that the the police officer or judge, you know, in this other situation is right, whether we think that we're being discriminated against, whatever the issue is, at that moment, if we comply with whatever we were being told, okay, again, whether right or wrong, I, I don't want to hit the right or wrong issue right now, but if you look at the Eric Gardner situation, okay, the officer told him to do something. He did not comply. Now, was it right in what happened? Hell no. Same with uh, Alton Sterling. He resisted. Okay, was it right? Hell no. But we don't know the facts. We only know what the court of public opinion says. The same with, uh, you know, Philandro Castile. Comply. If we would comply, I think some of these, not all of them, because the issue that you were talking about, about the – and you may, I think you missed one. There was a now in North Miami Beach a, 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 young black, a young black 
Down syndrome kid that was attacked by police and beaten by the police and because they mi- misconstrued his colostomy bag for a gun. Yeah, now, I saw that this morning. I, I mean, you, you're not, you're not going to be able to talk your way out of that. There, there's no reason, rhyme or reason whatsoever that happened, and I don't even need to know the facts. But, but, but you know, I'm going to skip away from the Black Lives Matter movement just for a second and, and focus on this judge thing. That attorney, she knew better. It doesn't matter what stance she takes. A judge's statement is a ju- and a judge's order is a judge's order, period. All she had to do to prevent all that from happening was, as you said, take that button off, put it right back on as soon as you're leaving the courtroom. Say, ah, I'll fix you, judge, and, and put it on as you turn your back walking out of the courtroom. But just take the damn button off. And, and, you know, so and to compare the Star of David and, and the American flag with the Black Lives Matter pin, that's just lunacy. One, that's like Apple comparing apples to Yugo cars. I mean, that's just absolute lunacy. And I think one of the delusional states that we're in with this, with, with this argument trying to intensify the, the reasonability of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, one of, one of, and these are all quippets from leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement. We're not talking about ones that profess to be uh, part of the Black Lives Matter movement, but they really have no affiliation. I'm talking about legitimate leaders that have been on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, or whatever. Um, the, editor, the editor of Ebony Magazine, she is an active role player with the Black Lives Matter movement. She said on national television that killing white people should not be considered a hate crime. So I asked myself, I'm like, what? So there can't be a hate crime unless it's uh, against anybody. A statement would be, well, then that really solidifies how the Black Lives Matter movement began. Because it was it began by a bunch of pedophiles, George Soros. So so and then you have another young lady, Miss Alabama. She goes on television and says that the Dallas police, the coward that murdered those Dallas police officers, they did nothing to him. Those individual police officers did nothing to him. So he murdered them in cold blood just out of hate. She described him as a martyr. So these are individuals that are are active participants in this in this domestic terror organization, and I say that because if you look at the definition of domestic terrorism, it's you know it's acts that involve or acts dangerous to human life that are a violation of criminal laws of the United States or or of any state, and appear to be intended to intimidate or coerce the civilian population to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion, to affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping, or occur primarily within the territorial jurisdiction of the United States. That is the exact definition of the Black Lives Matter movement. So when when you put all these things together, let's, let's forget about all that. What is the answer? Why are we so focused on the reasons why? Why can't we get ourselves focused on the answers too? What are the answers? And, and the, this manifesto 
I've been looking at it all weekend. And, you know, some of the points, they, they, they actually make some sense. I, I, and, and I don't mean to be ignorant or disrespectful, but this is something like this, this unintelligent, okay, a, a, a bunch of just words that were plagiarized by Michael Brown's uh, 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 demand, okay? This is the reason, this is one of the reasons why nobody takes them seriously, okay? So if you look at number one, and which is the most controversial, the broken windows, uh, you know, policing, talking about let's, let's let go these little tiny minor crimes and, and, and really just focus on major ones. So, the, the, so, the, so the, the, the ones that are on the corner selling the dime bags of marijuana in the city, and I'm going to be very careful with this statement, Eric, in the city where I was in for one year, the predominant ones that were on the block selling weed and selling narcotics were blacks, and, I'm just, and that was Wilmington, Delaware. So I'm just focusing on Wilmington, Delaware. So mm-hmm. they want they okay. want the okay to stand on the street corner and sell the dope that leads to burglaries, rape, robbery, murder. So they want to uh, they want the police just to ignore those things or really not not to focus on them. And the 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 lunacy that stop and frisk enables racial stereotyping. Me, the informal police officer, that is ridiculous because. I use that tool. That is a tool for law enforcement, and we don't call them stop and frisk. We call them field interviews, but, but it is what it is. It's exactly – it is a, is a tool to use to be able to get – not only to get to know the community, but also get to know who the bad guys are and who the good guys are. And so when you, when you attack these stop and frisk, so now what happens when police – drive by these guys that are standing on the corner slinging dope, and you have the neighbor saying, well, look at these police. They ain't doing their jobs. They're just letting these, these, these gangbangers or, or the white guys that are selling the heroin on the corner or the Asians that are sm- selling the smack, whatever, whatever race it is that are committing these little tiny crimes, and they want to take away tools to be able to, to identify these small crimes, which lead to bigger crimes. The, the community oversight for misconduct, I love the idea. It's a great idea. And that's some things that we're down here on the Gulf Coast talking about with, all, with the law enforcement along the Gulf Coast. We want to initiate a community or civilian review board in every single department across the United States. And the standards for that uh, citizen review board aren't that you have to have a college degree and you ha- have to have good credit and you can't have a police record. I think having some convicted felons on that civilian review board will add a perspective. So I don't think that we can just build that because I think if we just say, well, we want a civilian review board, then law enforcement will take that and run with it. They'll say, okay, we'll create a civilian review board, but it has to be on our standards. No, I think it has to be the whole community standards, okay? The the make standards for police, uh, for reporting police use of deadly force, there already are standards. So maybe they need to be uh, maybe they need to be intensified or better. Um, and there was a couple others that I really wanted to hit. The have the racial makeup of police departments reflect the communities they serve. That that I mean that's just that's absurdity at its finest. That is blacks using the cover of racism, uh, the the cover of 
legitimacy to try to define racism. They're, they are saying that white police officers cannot police ethically, morally, and legally the black community. That's ridiculous. Just as a black officer can pr- police the white community. So if we in- introduce something like that and segregate and keep white officers in the white community and black officers in the black community, aren't we just saying, enforcing the racism idea? I mean, that's just silly. The body cameras we know are a great success. And what some people don't know, and I can tell you this as a former municipal police officer and a former federal police officer, it is in every police budget to get body cameras. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they argue. It is in every police budget. The federal government now has now made grants available to be able to purchase body cameras for every officer in their department. It's just it's one of two reasons. Either they've got something to hide or the fact that the um, they don't have a legitimate grant writer in that department. The end for profit policing practice, I don't even know what to say to that. So basically, they don't want to be pulled over for speeding. They don't want to get any fines. They don't. They don't. I mean, that's just dumb. I mean, that's just dumb because what happens when the police department wants to uh, fund a a community organization or build a park or the city wants to do this or do that and they don't have the funds? I mean, some of these things are just so absurd. It shows the level of intelligence of some of these. Uh, ones that, mm. that have wrote this manifesto, and the mm. the the end of you know, police use of military equipment. Law enforcement must have an edge over society. I'm going to give you an example, Eric. Do you remember the the police shootout in Los, uh, in Los Angeles, the Bank of America robbery back in the 80s, where these cats had body military body armor. Military grade yeah. automatic yeah. weapons, and the police yeah. were they were basically nullified. They were shut down. They didn't know what to do, and officers were shot and killed and stuff like that until they had to go to a pawn shop and 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 basically loot those weapons. So that's what will happen if citizens have the same gear as law enforcement. So those are the things that I kind of, I kind of wanted to offer, and I am looking so forward to you being a guest panel on our show tonight. Well, thank you, and I'm looking forward to being there as well. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, hang on, don't go nowhere, because um, I got some people with their hands up, and um, I got to do some responding myself. Okay, you know, you bring up some good points. You're, you really do. And um, I think some of, the, some of the, we agree on some of the same points uh, as far as this manner. So, you know, as far as uh, circumstances and things that cause cause um other things to happen, you know, I, I often use Albert Einstein quote, you know, with every action there's an equal opposite reaction, you know, with every problem there's a solution, just a matter of taking action, you know, um, I, and I. I you know, I've had discussions on the show about it, like the guy in South Carolina. Yeah, it's a shame, and he could have been shot in the back. But I have always said, why did he get out the car and run? You know, I, I you know, I just, you know, and you have to look at. I think what happens is we get caught up in the hoopla and the media coverage and things of that nature, to where sometimes we lose um, 
perspective of what's really going on. Yes, there are some horrible cops out there. Let's let's be honest. There they are horrible out some are horrible out there. And like I was saying before, those are the ones that you I don't care how much training you give them, uh uh, oversight or what have you, they're going to be who they are. Eventually, they're going to get caught. With that being said, you know, it's not only, it's it's going to take more than just the, um, um, uh, what's it, society or, or community. It, it's going to take those um, that, that works with them to police them and themselves. Now, you mentioned um, about Black Lives Matter being a possible um, terrorism. You know, and, and I think you know the definition you gave was good. However, you know that was interesting. Interest me what came to mind was Columbine, the Aurora movie theater, the the South Carolina church shooting. You know, none of Agreed. those were called terrorism. You know, none of them was called, but but they all fit that same definition. You see what I'm saying? But none of them was called mm-hmm. terrorism. So I think a lot of things. What the the biggest battle is we have. Uh, a government, whether it's local, national, um, that is just a state, you know, that has created such confusion and, and misunderstanding as to what, you know, is going on to where we are just out there in the middle with our butts flapping. I mean, let's be honest about it. Um, you know, you mentioned the drug, the dealers on the corner. You know, I've often said, you know, if you can, and I think last time you was on the show, if you can get 10,000 people to march up the street, why can't you get something to go and stay on right. the corners and run these drug dealers off? However, I must also say, though, with looking at that, what is going on with how the drugs are getting in these communities as well? Because all the ones that standing on the corner, they just sell him. They they just the middlemen or the, the the bottom of the. You know what about the men that that's bringing them in the country, putting them on them blocks? So we have to look at that as well. Um, police and own community. Um, that was a good point you made though. You know, whites police and whites and blacks police and whites. You know, are is that promoting racism? Isn't that is that promote, promoting um, segregation? Uh, maybe, but maybe. If we go ahead and do that for a, a specific, uh, a certain period of time to get a better understanding of law enforcement and then gradually maybe turn around and switch it up just a little bit, but keep a majority of um, whites in white neighborhood and blacks in the black neighborhood. I'm not saying all the way, but some, and that way you have, you begin to see um, hopefully groups working together instead of, um, uh, against each other, because right now you, you see a white officer come through a black neighborhood. Whether you know, when I was growing up, we used to call them officer friendly. Okay, that's what you know. That's, that's what right. we called them. And uh, you know, they come through neighborhoods, they stop and you know talk. But then again, that was a different time because they, as you say, right. they knew everybody in the neighborhood. They knew the parents. They knew the grandparents. Actually, some of them actually lived in the neighborhood, so they knew what was going on. And I think that's a lot of the issue that we have now. A lot of these officers that are patrolling um, the inner cities live in the suburbs, so they have no idea of of who they're dealing with. And if you you continue get a um, a revolving door of officers coming in and out, you know you're never gonna have any continuity. So the edge is always there. And if you have one incident, and because that's all it takes, one incident, 
Right. Okay? One incident, that's all it takes for everything to blow up. You know, because you don't You're have right. that, 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 that stability there, uh, you know, to say, wait a minute, slow is No, 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 no. I'll take care of this. You know, now the car goes out and you have 12 cars parked, you know, on one guy. Really? Why? <laughs> you know, why? So, even though you that, that that's interesting, I don't know if that will work right off. Um, law enforcement must have advantage over the criminals. Yeah, but I think depends on what kind of criminal you're dealing with. You know, um, if you have, in the case of the Los Angeles back in the day bank robbers, yeah, I agree. You know, the L.A. PD, um, PD were outnumbered. You know, these guys had military weapons and body armor and everything else. So yeah, that that was, I guess you can say, a call for action. However, in every situation, you don't need to roll out. Um, a tank or APC. Oh. For those that know, that's a little armor carrier where you put men in and roll out down the street, or um, okay. the, the the sound cannon. You don't need that. Right. And I think you know what time, those are uh, for, Eric. Those APCs really, in reality, they're only with they're only with SWAT. Uh, you know, you know, special weapons and tactics or or CRT teams. And basically, that is a psychological break. It, that's all it's designed for is to say, holy crap, look what's coming, this tank, it is a psychological tactic. That's really all it is because on the inside, there's nothing in there. I know that. I know there's nothing in it. I know this. <laughs> However, if somebody see it coming at you, what that's going to do? Oh, okay, let's, let's go on and, and take this little thing out. Let's take it out. You know, everybody don't understand, yeah. don't know what an APC is. You see what I'm saying? You get yeah. and you got SWAT rolling in. You know, in 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 the black neighborhood, SWAT coming in. Oh, that's trouble automatically. You know, I'm already on the defensive then. You know, right. until they pass the house or whatever. So, I, I think what you know, <laughs> you know, basically what what's going on? Use the military equipment. You know, well, it, it's the the um. Uh, what word am I looking for? It's the 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 presence of it or the appearance, you know, right. that causes a lot of turmoil as well. So if if when situations occur, you don't have so much of that on the street, maybe that will quell some of the disobedience or the misunderstanding that um, officers, law enforcement, are coming in just to you know take everybody down and be done with it. You know, shoot yeah. and ask questions later. So I agree. You know, that. that's, that's a great point. That, that's a good point. I think maybe it should be used. Oh. I think one of the biggest problems with police departments is that they have no idea of the word de-escalation. They only know how to escalate. I don't think mm-hmm. they're, that officers nowadays are properly trained in what's called and, – and you know when you go through the academy, you hear these two – and I think I mentioned it on, the, on last week's show. But there's two words that I think are next to have disappeared in police vocabulary nowadays. It's called the force continuum. And that is the, the, the tool, the guideline, that national guideline that police departments across the country and around the world use to be able to justify escalation from all the way to verbal command to lethal force. But nowadays we're seeing cops getting out of the car and drawing their weapon and saying, get on the ground. How do you go from right. verbal command to lethal force? That's right. a problem right. in itself. I think that we, right. we, we say that we've created such an atmosphere 
Uh, and that was another thing that I wanted to bring up. I, I, I absolutely disagree emphatically that whites there's there should be no reason why whites fear black people that i i think that's a, a misnomer um but but i think that we have, we now live in a society of i hate to use the word fear but that's the only word that i know the the society that surrounds each situation with fear that now law enforcement only knows how to escalate and i think that's a big problem and until we fix that problem Nothing is ever going to get any better. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that myself. All right, let me bring a couple of callers in here. Uh, my board is lighting up. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to bring area code 540 in, and um, area, and we're going to bring Mr. P. Yankee in. Welcome to the show. How y'all doing today? We're going to start with area code 540. I'm doing good, Mr. Talk. How you doing? This is Jabbar, and I want to say hello to your guest as well. Um, well, hello, sir. All right. How you Hi. doing, Jafar? I'm doing good, doing good. Um, what I wanted to say is this. Is this. I agree with a lot of um, the things that your your guest is saying. But I think some of the blame, and I hope I'm using the right word, but I, I think some of the blame should be taken off of the police and their actions. I'm not saying that they're not guilty of of committing certain bad acts, but... Start to look at. Go ahead. I I would have to start looking at the ones who are training them, the ones who the ones who are setting the standards, the ones who is who is supporting their actions, and that starts at their captains, and it goes up to the mayor, it goes up to the county attorneys, the attorney general of the state, all the way up to the governor, because these are the people who write their policies who write the training manuals, who approve the training manuals, and then who supposedly train the officers to go out on the street and operate in the manner that they do. So the police are really only doing what they're trained to do. And if you do have bad police in the force, you know who knows about it more more than anybody? The captain. Because I'm sure he gets all the reports. And if he allows that bad police officer to continue to operate the way he does and doesn't say anything until something happens, and then when something does happen, he, 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 doesn't wanna, he himself doesn't want to take the blame of, of allowing that police officer to stay on the force, then he, he, he has to take on some of the blame of, of what's happening out here on the street. But I, I don't hear it going to those levels. I hear everything stopped at the police officer and his actions. I'm finished. Uh- I love what he says, Eric, and, um, you know, it was very eloquent, and I think you're right on point, and, um, you know, case in point, my captain would always say to me, he said, Matthew, you're only as good as your management. If your management is bad, your staff is bad, and and, and so I agree wholeheartedly with that point. Um, I, I think that blame needs to go where it, where it needs to go. If the blame, if some of the blame, we absolutely emphatically know that is on law enforcement. Some of the blame has to be on the black community. It, it just has to be. You know, and some is on the white community. And, and, and some is with politicians and lawmakers. So, so in, instead of us continually pointing fingers at each other, why don't we, why don't we stop with the, 
finger pointing and come up with solutions because I don't see solutions being being offered. You know, just just more hate, more 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 strategizing, more politicizing, and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I, I think what I just said pretty much identifies where we need to start as far as solving the problem, and it, it's the ones who send the police officers out on the street to do the things that they do and and continue to allow it to happen. That right. I think that's the start. Don't. Sure, the people in the community have have uh, some responsibility, but when we elect certain people in these positions, and then they turn around and hire certain private contractors to do a certain job, then they take an oath to uphold the Constitution, and they are trustees, and they're supposed to act in, in such a way that they protect the rights of the people, regardless of if the people do something wrong. They, right. If they're going to deal with the people, they need to, they need to deal with the people as trustees, not as right. their property, and not as something or um, I don't know what to call it. But I'm 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 finished with that part anyway. Okay, Eric, you need to pay this guy for coming on the show. I mean, his points were right on. Right on. I'm I'm still here. I got I kind kind of cut off myself, so maybe Eric's there. Yeah, hopefully he is. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't agree with those all those points entirely. Uh, I, I, this is Pianki. Uh, hey, Pianki. Absolutely. Hey, what's Pretty up, man? Good. It's it's not what? the pol- it's the it's the citizens. Police are employees. They are not trustees. They are employees. That's all they are. Of the citizens, you think? They are employees of a public service. That's all they are. But but the but the uh, mayor, he's a trustee. The attorney the general. Mayor is a, the mayor is the mayor. The attorney general don't even come down into a department, a municipality. Uh, in Ferguson, you have the you have the citizens, you have the elected officials who control the police department. Uh, Right. You have businesses I, I, I who control the elected that. officials. I can't disagree with that. Right. Um, police now, departments, would... police departments, whether um, public service departments, whether the police, fire department, public works, city halls, they should reflect the ethnic group of the community that they serve. Mm-hmm. What happened no to reason Harris? why my child, my grandchildren, should not mm-hmm. be able to have employment in those public service, those purpose service positions where I'm mm-hmm. paying for their salary. You know, it's a funny okay. thing. Blacks are paying these police officers that's going around kicking their butts. That's totally ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Who allows them to do that? Yeah, who allows what, them to do that? Who allows what? who to do what? Who, the police uh, to do and, what they do. Right, who allows the police to do what they do? It's 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 the inner workings of that department. Just like you mentioned the captain, the hiring the hiring should be taken out of the hands of the police chief and the fire chief. Okay. I mean the same thing goes on in the fire department. The uh, hiring wait, wait, wait. all is, applications yeah, let me tell you what we doing here. Let oh, me wait, tell you what we doing wait, here. Wait wait a minute, wait a minute. Hang on, let me address let me address what you're saying. I have no idea what happened to Eric, but let me ask you something. If you owned a business, let's say that you were you owned a, a radio company. 
and the, 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 the hiring was taken out of your A radio hands. company is no a private say. entity. We're talking about a public entity here, and we have this problem all the time with this nepotism. So the hiring, you should have applicants. Uh-huh. All applicants should go into a central depository. When okay. there's an opening at a fire department or the police department, then they should call in for a, a the next applicant, and that should be sent to them. It shouldn't be where the police chief can get on the phone and call his his his, his buddies and his relatives up. Hell no, that stuff has to stop. That's why okay, I come you, know you have the, a department. The, you know, that's you know where you have south, a department like was in Ferguson, where you had 53 police officers okay. in a community that's 70 percent black, right. and well, only got, two was sure black police you officers. You gotta have to make sure you have your information correct. In the South, like from Atlanta South, nepotism is illegal. It, it, it doesn't go on. It, it can't happen. It, it just doesn't happen. So, so, and I know that for I know that for a fact because in the neighboring jurisdiction where I was, Pascagoula, um, uh, Sheriff Mike Bird, Jackson County, had son had a son. He wanted to work for the sheriff's office. He legitimately couldn't. The sheriff couldn't hire him, and he wanted to, so he sent him to Look, Pascagoula. We know that nepotism go on in the fire department. So don't say that it doesn't. I sat on the commission. Okay. I sat as a police commissioner for a black community in this area. So that's what we put in place. Another thing, okay. that needs to be a national definition of deadly force. Right now, right. each state has its definition of deadly force, which is interpreted by agency, which it applies for. That's why you get these different results. It needs to right. be nationally. I think Hillary Clinton made mention of it. Whenever a police officer agrees the civil rights of a United States citizen, his name should go into a national registry. He should be tagged just like a felon. He should be tagged just like a child abuser or a rapist. So when he or she goes to try to get employed someplace else, they should know who they're getting involved in. That was the case in Cleveland with the officer that killed Tamir Rice. He was being ready to get fired from the previous department he came from before he left resigned voluntarily and went to Cleveland. He should have never been hired. As a matter of fact, his former chief said he should never have been put in that position. I agree with you 1,000%. But that that's not those necessarily are, always the case, you know? You know, the, those are some good points you're making, um, Yankee. Uh, matter of fact, you know, and, Black Lives Matter, many of the things that only manifest, and I think I sent you, when Mike Brown got killed, I sent you a white paper, and many things that they mentioned was on that white paper that they that they are using. Right, right. The training just should be a citizen yeah. committee that views all police training. They should I view agree. the they should co- co- view the DVDs, the curriculum. You know, in the Miami Police Department, they was using targets, which was mug shops of black of men. Black, of black men, right. If yeah. you had a committee, yeah. they never would have approved that. That's yeah, why you right. have this training that goes on that creates this atmosphere of us against them. A citizen committee should have to write off on the training. I don't care what it is. They have to write off on the training. If not, they, they don't get trained. I absolutely agree. And, Bianchi, to go a step further, I think this civilian review board needs to be involved in every situation like that, including training, including Law enforcement involves shooting. I think that there should be a representative from the Civilian Review Board on scene so they can document, they can take notes, so that way they're not being fed information from law enforcement, but yet they are involved in every aspect of the investigation. 
And I think that uh, whether the camera, if a camera, if your body camera, your rear deck camera, your dash camera is not working, then that vehicle shouldn't go out. You should make sure that all your equipment is working properly before you take that vehicle out. Another and point. policy says that you have to do that. Policy says you have to do a walk around, make sure your tires are in good condition, make sure your vehicle starts, make sure you have all fuel, make sure your lights are working, make sure you have no equipment defects. I watched a police officer not too long ago, a week ago, here in Jackson County. He, it, was, it was dusk, so headlights were on. He had a headlight out, and he made a traffic stop, and, he, and, and, I, and I happened to call a friend of mine with the sheriff's office to find out what the ticket was for. And it was for his headlights being out. I'm sorry, that's wrong. You can't do that. You can't do well, that. Well, they that's do what... do that. And when they talk about uh, policing for profit, that's when they stop a police uh, vehicle for one thing. Then they walk around the vehicle looking for other things like mismatched tires, like a, a something else. So that's what they're talking about that was going on here in the Ferguson area. Uh, uh-huh. As far as being policing for profit, it was totally ridiculous. And actually, as I said before, black people had always had the power to stop that, but they didn't use it the way they should have. They have it exactly. in many cities. Blacks have the wow. power to stop that. That's a great point. That is a great point. And you're exactly right. They're using it in the wrong manner. If you don't want your no. police officers to engage in high-speed chase, then damn it, say they don't engage in high-speed chase. If you don't want right. your police pulling up within 30 feet of a potential person, then if they pull up 15 feet, they fired. Make them stand back like the city of St. Louis put in effect right shortly after Michael Brown got killed. But you know what? Those, those, those are some great. Those are, hold on for a minute, Steve, man. Okay, I'm back. Um, those are some, some great points that y'all are making. However, you know, it is. How did that that come about, Pianki? And how did do we get to make it a get it nationally enforced nationally? You understand what I'm saying? Well, well um, you can't do it nationally unless it's a federal law. But it came about because we had politicians here that listened. We had uh, we had uh, forums. We had forums on Saturday that was held. I attended some, and they listened. Uh, we had Jamila Nasheed, who was a politician here, a state senator. She listened, and she mm-hmm. went back to Jeff City and put about 15 items on the table, said this is what we need to work with. You, we got a uh, we got a uh, deadly force uh, ordinance here in the state of Missouri that's pretty damn good. Uh, the common citizen can use deadly force. If you see somebody breaking in your neighbor's house, you got a right to use deadly force as a concerned property. If a police officer need help, you got a right to use deadly force in that case. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you something else they need. When you see a police officer threatening you, you got a right to use deadly force against them too. No police officer ah. should be coming up threatening you, talking about I'm going to take, I'm going to blow your brains out or putting a gun barrel in your mouth. I don't agree. I, uh, I, I see where you're going. I don't necessarily agree. I, I definitely don't agree with that. But I, and I, and I wait a minute, wait a minute, fact, wait a minute. You me mean finish. to tell me let, that if a police, we, let, 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 let me finish, let me finish. Because we had a, a cop here that put a gun barrel in a young black man's uh, mouth and killed him. His name uh-huh. is Charles Hubbard. 
He came from St. Okay. Louis because of a gun violation. He ended up in Paysdale. So okay. if you got but citizens me, standing me, around, wait a minute. If you got citizens that are standing and they'll conceal carry and they see this going on, they got a right to pull a gun on him and either try to contain him or do whatever they got to do in order to protect that innocent victim's life. All right. Now, let me ask this question real fast. Um, you know, with, with that being said, um, Pianke, with the officer pulling the gun on, putting the gun in the guy's mouth, is there an atmosphere now to where, um, like in case in Austin, where the cops said that white people are, are afraid of black people? But here's a question. Is, is the atmosphere now to where law enforcement are, uh, is now scared, scared when they approach anyone? And, you know, especially with a lot of states that have open carry, um, you know, like Texas and Ohio and a few others, um, is that creating an atmosphere of fear among law, law enforcement? Um, I know well, we talk about training, but I don't think training um, can change that if, if someone is fearful. Here's the point. You talk about mm. there's only a small percentage of bad police officers. Well, if it's 2% bad, that means it's 98% good. Why don't the 98% root out those bad ones? Because they're uh, making them all look bad. That there's should be reason. done. There's a reason why that doesn't happen, and I'm not justifying it. But, Bianchi, listen, I, I, I want to make something very clear because you keep bringing up Michael Brown. It was emphatically proven that Michael Brown was the aggressor in that case, Okay. Emphatically, by the Justice Department, the 41-page report, it was emphatically proven that the evidence emphatically showed that Michael Brown was the aggressor. So, I mean, if we're going to talk about the situation, let's make sure that we have the correct facts. And then I find it very, very disturbing that the, the state of Missouri says that it's okay for a policy to say that it's all right to use deadly force in the protection of property. Hmm. Well, what, what, what state do you stay in? Mississippi. You can't get more. All right. Well, let me tell you. Well, well, Mississippi and Missouri <laughs> and Missouri uh, respect each other law. But I would just tell you to stay in Mississippi. If you got that, you're going to come wow. up here and you're going to vandalize somebody's property. You stand a chance of, uh, you know, being dealt with. That's not what I wow. said. What I, what, right. what I said was I find it hard to believe that a state agency or a state would recognize the use of deadly force in the protection of property. That would be mean if I saw somebody breaking in my car, I could kill them. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'll tell you what, Eric, I'm going to put the link in your chat box of Missouri uh, Chapter 563, and you see come January the 1st, 2017, uh, that statute do come into effect. Oh, it's a bill on the table. Right. It hasn't been passed yet. No, it has been passed. It comes into effect January the first, twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. All right. But it can uh-huh. it can okay. still be filibustered. Um, no, yeah, yeah. the hold governor me... signed it. Okay, hold on. Let me let me bring a couple other people in the conversation. Um, I got quite a, a list waiting here. All right, let me welcome um, Vernon to the show and. Um, Triple One, welcome to the show. How y'all doing today? This is Miss Lady. Yes, Miss Lady. What's going on? (laughs) Hi, can I just say something quickly because I'm working, so I'm kind of in and out? Yes, Uh, you can. You know, if if the police feel that deadly force is needed in these situations, that just can't mean that it can be applied uh, indiscriminately 
there has to be some type of reasonable reasonableness standard <clears throat> as to when deadly force can be applied, and they're not applying it reasonably, like the Community Rights case, like the Alton case, like so many of the cases. So if they are not able to ascertain when it's reasonable, the reasonable person standard, when deadly force should be applied, <laughs> then they should not be allowed to carry weapons. Bottom line, they're just, you know, they're just not using a reasonableness person standard. They're just saying, I'm afraid. That's not enough. And if they're that afraid, then they need to resign, turn in their weapons, and go do another job. Did you see that? There was an incident. There was an incident. I don't know the whole I saw a little tip this morning where a black gentleman, I think there were two of them, they were in an expensive car driving uh, in a neighborhood where the homes were expensive, beautiful, you know, large homes. They were followed. Weren't doing anything wrong. They were followed by this hate-filled, I mean, if you look at him, you you can see that this cop was about to shoot. They give him one second of, 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 of any kind of a question, and they were going to get shot. He followed them. He stopped them because they're in a nice car, you know. Then he followed them to the house, followed them across the lawn, questioning where they were going, what they were doing in the neighborhood, as they're putting the key into the house. He had no reason to do that. And his look was, was, a, was just a pure hatred. You know, I think a lot of it is just hatred, uh, feelings of inadequacy buried under all of that machismo. And now they have the legally sanctioned, you know, to abuse people. And so now it comes out. I think there's a lot of jealousy, too, and envy of these cops who are stopping black people who appear to be pretty happy, who are driving decent automobiles, and don't seem uh, worried about uh, a lot of stuff. So they're there just to ruin their day. They're there, to I, I, they're there to remind them, no matter who you are, I have the power to disrupt your life. I'm going to remind you. I think you, that she, think she, that she has good are. insight, but I think a lot, I think that statement that oh, she no, made here was filled uh, with conjecture and, and speculation. No, it's not. It's filled with, with facts. How is it fact? Were you there? Personal How is it fact? Were you there? Were you there, man? Because the African, you can't speak to that. You're not African-American. So you can't speak to that. That's a re- that's ridiculous. You can't speak to that. So no, uh, we're not talking about what, that. What, what, and you're not you white, so you can't speak to what your, your officers, you, so you can't speak to them. Your don't be a hypocrite. You don't need be a hypocrite. To your experiences have been okay. So I that's what's going on. I see below the surface. I see exactly what's going on, and I see what your role is of calling into this show. But listen, nobody's buying it. Even the people that can't agree with you, they really don't. Okay. Ma'am, like I said, I, I like, I I like your thought process. I like what you have okay, to say. Bye. But okay. I think it's filled with right. a lot of hate yourself and a lot of conjecture and speculation. All right. Uh, go ahead, Vernon. You have the floor. Yeah. I'm I just sitting there listening to everybody, you know, uh, make comments. 
thoughts on the situation with, you know, the uh, situation we got going on with the uh, officers and, and uh, black people, really black people, you know. Uh, I was sitting there thinking, Eric, uh, how many of those situations were uh, were there where the uh, the victims were actually actually just completely cooperating with the uh, officers versus the ones where they was not uh, cooperate with the officers? I mean, you know, it, to me, I see a lot of them where the victims uh, are just already outraged when the, when the officers got there. You know, uh, so I'm just you know, right. I, I'm just taking a yeah. I'm just I'm just wondering, you know, what's the What's the statistics on that? You know, uh, one one way versus the other. Hmm, this is a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. I I would love to be able to find those statistics, and and I would challenge I, I challenge any of us to to do so. But I think that would be very difficult because, I, and you know, Eric, I mentioned the word comply in the beginning of the show, and I think if right, right. Eric, let me ask this caller, does he think that? If more people, white, black, Latino, Asian, it doesn't matter about race, if more people complied with what law enforcement told them to, what to do, would these things, would there be less of these incidents? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you know, you when you turn a situation, uh, you know, when you when you uh, set a bomb off as soon as the officer gets there, first, you know, it, natural human nature is uh, to get in defense mode. You know, if you've already... Uh, acting a fool and clowning when that officer get there, you're not complying with him, and, and you're not, you know naturally he's gonna get in defense mode. Now I'm not defending the officer. You know I've seen these situations from both sides. I've seen what a you know officer was wrong. And I've seen more of more of them where people just uh, flat foot out didn't comply, man. You know so uh, that officer that officer want to go home just like you want to go home every day when you go to work. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody wants to go to work and and uh, and 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 have to be put in a, a dangerous situation where they may be ki- killed. You know, he he's supposed to go home this family just like everybody else. You know, I'm just saying. Right. You know, I'm not defending white. I'm not defending black here. I'm just saying if we comply, you know, a lot of this uh, stuff could be avoided. I'm not saying all of it's gonna be avoided, but the majority of it right. will be avoided. Like I said, most of the time when you mm-hmm. watch those videos, when you watch them, the person, the victim. Uh, not complying with officers. Now, I'm not saying all of them, but most of them are right. not complying with officers, man. Well, you know what hey, you hey, got? No. You got a situation where blacks just don't trust white police. And here's the thing. We have been hearing, I don't know some of you young, blacks been complaining about these things forever. It's right. only it's been since right. the technology has permitted it to be recorded that you can see what they've been complaining about. If whites are scared of blacks, then they need to stay home. If whites don't have enough job in their own community for their sons and daughters, they need to stop having all them babies. Because what happens is that they come over into black communities and they take these jobs away through these processes of never. It's the same thing in construction. Why did blacks have to shut down a U.S. highway at Goodfellow and 70 in St. Louis is because contractors was coming through black areas, not hiring black workers, and not hiring black contractors like they were supposed to have been doing. But were they qualified for the job? You know, 
Yes, they was qualified <laughs> for the job. Okay, At the I Mississippi River. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me tell you something. Work. I knew you were going to come up with that old lame excuse. In the Mississippi River Bridge, you not <clears throat> only had blacks that was qualified and trained, but they also was drug tested. Right, that's right. I'm not saying that they weren't qualified. I'm just asking. And that's a legitimate question. Well, it's a question really that we hear often, question. all too often. Well, I'm sorry that you hear it, but, but it's a legitimate question. Were they qualified? And, and, and the issue is, so you, you decide, and it's just like what happened in D.C. the other day. The, a Black Lives Matter protest decides to block the sidewalk. So, so, so this 72-year-old man that was trying to walk to work couldn't get to work. And they said, use your white privilege to walk around. That is being a bully. I, I, I mean, my, my thing is, and I'm sure I'm going to be hated on this show, Eric, but I dare somebody to come into Mississippi and to tell me that I can't walk down a public sidewalk getting to work. Well, that, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If that's being a bully, what was it when blacks was walking on the sidewalk, when whites was coming and blacks had to step out in the street? What do you call that? Same thing. Not saying it was right. <laughs> Same thing. It should have never happened. But two rights don't make But it did happen, and it wasn't against the law, and nobody called black, uh, white folks bullies. They said why black not? was expected to do so. Why, why, why not? I, let, me, I, let me ask you a question, and I think that you said this the last time you and I talked, Pianchi. I, I, I think you're an extremely intelligent guy. I, I, I love the, the thought process. And is it capable... Because I was told, maybe you told me, maybe it was a, maybe it was another interview that I did that blacks are incapable of racism. Is that true? For the true definition of racism, the more so today than they were, say, thirty or thirty or forty years ago. See, you see, y'all have evolved racism into I don't like you, I don't want you playing with my kids, I don't want Ooh, you don't marrying my daughter. They ain't got nothing to do with that. racism. I didn't say that. No, I am telling you what. The popular theme of what racism is in 2016. It has nothing to okay. do with that like and dislike and holding hands I and agree. singing songs. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, All I, right. I, I agree. <laughs> you know, before I bring Maze in, I was, I was listening to y'all talking, and I want to go back to the police officers at the moment of um, uh, when they're encountering the citizens. You know, and, and you a lot of times if you look and you listen to the to the to the videos or the audio, you know, a lot of times uh officers are um uh, their instructions are a little bit confusing. You know, yes. you tell them, you Stop. Know, like like the Free. Like, put your hands down. Yeah. 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 Or, or like in the case of the woman in Austin, Texas, you know, he told her to close the door. When she started to close the door, he said, No, get out you know, and she said, Okay, yeah. I get out my own then he grabbed her and slammed her. So, you know, um Maybe, maybe uh, there needs to be some sort of uh, community law enforcement meeting to to help understand, you know, the the, the different dynamics of a, a, a stop, and um, you know, to where we won't have so many quote unquote misunderstandings. It, it should be more but, than one there on a stop because when you have a person like that. You don't know. I, I would have shot him. How do I know he's an officer? You can buy them damn things at the store, them uniforms and caps. <laughs> I would have shot the son of a gun. 
now we're talking about we 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 we're, we're talking about shooting someone, and we, that's what we're trying to stop the killing. Now you're talking well, about killing exactly. someone. That's exactly well, what we I'm had a white about. kid. We had a white kid that wouldn't roll his window down, and his father picked not a, the window was he was driving his father's pickup truck, and the window was defective. This white cop in Independence, Missouri, opened the door, grabbed this 16-year-old white kid, and body slammed him to the pavement. He ended up in the hospital in a coma. That man needs to been put to death. Let me mm-hmm. yeah. Let us yeah. put up two yeah, cents in listen, here. Listen, I, 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 yeah. I, I. I some of the statements that you make are extremely egregious, and just and you prove the point of what the how the Black Lives Matter think. You say no, that by I, using you know what it is. You know what it is. I'm not afraid to say what's on from. my mind. When we I get in our circles at the barbershop, blacks be talking this all the time. They scared to say it. I ain't scared. You can't hold nothing over my head. I'm not afraid to say what's on my mind. I'm not trying, okay. I, and I, I think right. that's a great Go idea. Go ahead, let okay. Maze in. All right, gentlemen. All right, gentlemen. Let me bring next caller in. All right, Maze, welcome to the show. Hello, Mr. Cox. We have him on again today. Over here trying to tell, like he had the tea on the head, telling he's a good guy and he's a good boy. He got your face. That's your problem. I'm going to tell you what your problem is. You want to talk about the Black Lives Matter and what happened in D.C.? If you was watching on the news, it was more white people across that line, keeping people from going across when it was black. They were standing in the way of the policemen policemen, police people, in order to keep them from getting hurt. You see, some of them were standing on the front line, but you're not talking about the people that look like you that were there. You're talking about a black lives matter. Do black lives count to you? I'm not talking about matters. Do they count? Of course. When you over do. there in Mississippi, let me tell you the things that you, that black people have to go through every day. They can't do. They they can go to a store and get followed around through the store all day long. Thinking they're gonna steal. That's what's on your psyche. That every black, the every black thing that you didn't understand, they got to steal. Everybody don't steal. And then you write a check. You got to get a red ink pen to write it and make sure that they don't have a bad check. These other things we have to go through. You don't. You can write a bad check and walk on out the door. They can call you and let you know. And then you pay a fine. Uh-huh. Oh yes. So let me tell you what else you go through in Mississippi. You still have black people still afraid of you over there in Mississippi where you are from. And they can get harassed by the whole police every day. Nobody does anything about it. You got the crooked mm-hmm. judge, you got the crooked lawyer, you got the crooked everything all working together and intertwined. Mm-hmm. So unless, unless you step your foot out there and tell your people they need to stop the stuff that's complaint, I mean, that's causing people to be the way they are, uh-huh. then you happen. But you sitting over here trying to pat P.O. on the head and like, I like what you were saying. Like you the big boss. It's over. Okay. You're not the big boss. Yeah, and then, let me finish. You always, and you hear this when you hear that, well, you threatening the police. Nobody's threatening the police. All of the bad policemen out there, some of them are Klansmen, aren't they? Do they need to be yes, on the police ma'am. force? The ones who working to try to get them off. Because ma'am, no matter what you do, because whatever you do or whatever you say is not going to do you any good. If one of those are uh, coming up to your car with a gun already on you and ain't nothing you can do with your child sitting in the back seat. People had to mm-hmm. live with that before. Men had to go home with shame, being shame because their children had to sit back and look at him not say a word. He couldn't say a word. Feel that way in Mississippi where you live. You got some dirt in Mississippi you. going on, and you don't want nobody to know. So you need to get out there and start helping and stop uh, trying to control stuff Okay. and help, help yes, your ma'am. people get it together. That's okay. what yes, you need ma'am. to do. You ain't pat me on my back, and I don't need you to pat me on. The truth hurts, but I'm just telling you what you need to do. You don't need to come on here and talk about what black lives matter, because I actually mm-hmm. do black lives count. And if mm-hmm. they do, you tell me in what way. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, now I would love to answer that. Can I? May I respond? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and respond. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Black lives count to me. Okay. And and there's a lot of things that you don't know about me, Miss Mays. I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been a police officer, but now I'm labeled a convicted felon. I did almost four years in prison. Okay. A majority of my in, in Alabama, where I'm a, unfortunately the majority of the prison population is black. Matter of fact, out of the 50 people in my pot, I was the only white person in my pot. So, so in three years, granted, you can't learn a lot. And for any white person to have the audacity to come on and say there's no racism or blacks are, 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 are the reason why there's racism, that is ridiculous. That is an atrocity. Yes, there is racism. Yes, white people are, pro- are the problem. Yes, we need to clean up our own community. I agree with you 1,000%. And I'm not trying to pat you on the back because I don't need any more friends. The issue is... You don't need any more what? I don't need any more friends. I'm not trying to pat you on the back. Friends? I'm telling you not making friends with that. You can stop it. Okay. That's offensive. Ma'am, let me finish. finish, What I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to say these things to get you to like me. I really don't care whether you like me or not. The issue is... The issue is what's true and what's not true. The Black Lives Matter movement, no matter what you think, and, no, and this is just my opinion, and everybody is entitled to their opinion, including you. The Black Lives Matter movement is not helping the black community. They are hurting the black community. They're not helping it. And, 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 who's, and, and who let says me, so? Let, let me finish. I, I, I thought I made that very clear. That is just my opinion. And my opinion means about eh, not even a, not even that much. But it's still my opinion, and it counts. It's valid, just as mm-hmm. your opinion counts, and it's valid. See, the problem in today's society is when we have people that come on and grandstand and say, you're just this, this, and this, and this, so you, you don't have nothing to say. You don't know what it's like to be black. You're right, I don't. You don't know what it's like to be white. Okay, so so I mean that, that that's just common sense. I've but never I, ever let me finish. I've never come on this show. Well, do it fast. You're going too slow, like I, you you, you I, becoming I, I, the, the host. Ma'am, I'm sorry. You can't control this. Yeah, the issue is I've never come on here and tried to say or tried to tell what what black people should do. I'm just pointing out things you, that need to be said. What do you? You like saying black lives matter? Well, just because you don't like it, that don't mean somebody else don't uh. Don't you're, have to like, right. like just because you said you're it. It's, that's the problem. Right. It's because you all say it. We do not have to follow what you all have to say. You want us you're to right. hate Muslims. You want us to hate Hispanics. But just because you all wait say it, stop. we ain't got to do it because wait, wait, you say wait, it. Wait, wait. Stop. 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 Never said stop, stop. Everybody stop. Everybody stop. All right, because it's too many you and you and you and you and you what, and you and yeah. you. Stop. Stop. What I'm trying to say is, I understand what you're saying, Maze. However. You know, <laughs> but you know, you know what, you know like, what, Eric? That's just trying, trying to put um everybody in one big old category, and that's just not the way it is. I never heard huh? white folks come out and say that the citizen council was bad for white people, nor the Birch Society was bad for white people. You know, if Black Lives Matter group have a issue that they think that they need to form a movement on, they got a constitutional protection in this country to do so. Absolutely. Now, you can have your opinion, you can have your opinion, 
but you know, blacks take offense to whites trying to tell them what they should feel, how what they should view things, and what their values should be centered around. I, know, because, I never, wait, wait, I never, can I, can I I never wait, said anything wait, wait, like stop, that. Stop, stop, can stop. I say, Don't make oh. me put everybody on mute. Don't make me put everybody on mute. All right. Now, you know, and here, people, is where we have the problem. You know, um, instead of trying to talk about it, and come to some solution. We're arguing about it. You know, we're pointing fingers. And that is where we have this problem on a daily basis, and not even just on this show, but even out there in the world. This this is the issue. Instead of trying to talk about it and come up with some type of uh, workable solution, we're too busy wanting to point the finger at each other. We know the problem is this. We know what the problem is. We know this. But when right. are we going to sit down and say, how do we fix it? This is what we need to do to fix it. You know, instead well, of, you know, well, you know, I'm, I do this, and you live there, and you do that, and you did that. Many is not things fixed. have been fixed, Anything. Eric. That has, many things was already fixed. What? It was them who but, came and said, but, you're not supposed to. But, Pinky, there's still more work to be done. We but, know but, this. But, 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 Absolutely. Right? No, but, but, Mr. Talk, when is the work going to get done? It's been getting done for years. What I, as, I was, as I was trying to finish to tell him that David Duke is running for office. And those people that are well, calling we, him, I we don't that. care. I, I, already. I mentioned that already. But that's what I'm saying. Is, so he's not. I, why do you think but, he got but, a following? Okay, he's got a following. Yes, but we're you not complaining and say, y'all just stay away from him. Has mentioned it. Pianki mentioned it. That is his fundamental constitutional right constitutional to run if he wants right. to run. If they right. if they want to follow, they follow him. If you want yes. to believe in Black Lives Matter, that's what you want to do. That's what you do. But, but Eric, it's different is, when black people make a point. Oh, when blacks start calling themselves African hyphenated American, whites got all upset. Way the way blacks go about, wait a minute, way blacks go about, and I like to use the word chastising, but way blacks go about a disciplined nature, oh no, you can't do that. It got to, got to the point where your children are calling the police on you. See, whites in this country has have a long history of tyrant trying to tell black folks how they should behave. Blacks do just perfectly fine. Matter of fact, they can handle a lot of the issues that go on in their community if they was left alone, especially in the schools. And like I said, Mr. Talk, you say when Beyonce saw her did that video, what did you? We didn't say that Beyonce was uh, hated the police. That didn't come out of our mouth to push it to have other people to say. Is what I'm saying. Just like him, he don't like what Black Lives Matter is doing. He just don't like it, and so be it. That's right. And, That's and, and what I'm Beyonce. To say. First thing police say, what did they say, Maze? They didn't want to protect her. That's right. And I said, well, she shouldn't use them anyway. She need to send their butts by and get her own black Uh, protection. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Stop, stop. Okay. That's a solution, Eric. (laughs) That's That's a solution. What did I miss, Eric? Eric, What is the solution? You want me to tell you what the solution is? To accept that the police are doing things to harm people and stop telling people that, that they're doing wrong which is not right because, you know, if you pull all of those out that did something wrong, and we're not talking about the ones that do their job every day. We're talking about the ones that are doing things wrong and the judges, the lawyers, and everybody working together with them. And we know that. And let's just see now. We know it is here. He knows what happened on in Mississippi. I agree with everything that Ms. Smith, with what Ms. Mays just said. 
We need to get rid of that. But but the the point is, how do we do it? We need to come. You're together. not gonna do it. You're not gonna get do it by getting mad, upset with Black Lives Matter, ma'am. Why are you Why are you upset with them? What are they doing? Okay. They're not harming okay. anybody. The no, reason they don't like anybody. Black Lives Matter is because Black Lives Matter is being well funded, and also they're doing everything within the law. And if somebody challenges them, they have lawyers standing right there to protect them. That's why they don't like Black Lives Matter. So you're going to so yeah. you can answer for me. Well, yes, you can tell us why. Well, we want to know why you okay. don't like them. What's, let, what's let, the let me, you? All right, let me answer that. He's not walking on okay. the wall. The reason, the reason why I, and I'll make it very quick for you, Miss Mace. The reason why I have a concern with the Black Lives Matter movement is because it gives me, me, the appearance that it's doing nothing but harming the black community. It's not helping. That's just what my way? opinion. That's In what way? Opinion. Okay. And you got blacks and whites uh, doing it together. So what? In what ways are harming you? Ask, ask him a question. Let him fit, ask, answer the question. Go ahead. Okay. In what? In in what way? Let me start with this. With this manner. Look at the manifesto, Miss Mays, that they put together. It shows. It absolutely shows. Unintelligent, unorganized manner of thought. Okay. To think that it would be okay. And to justify getting rid of stop and frisk, getting rid all the reasons why the blacks feel like they're being targeted by the police. Well, let's just get rid of those ideas. Why not? Let, you know, let me bring up one good point for you, Miss Mason, because I know you don't like when I blab. Where was the black lives? You don't like when you do it when I blab when I can, when I draw something out really long. You so haven't done very oh, yeah. Where was the Black Lives Matter movement? Today, at the Baton Rouge police officer's funeral of the black officer that was murdered senselessly. Where was the black man That's there? not their issue. That had nothing to do with it. It had nothing to do with it. Uh, so you don't get it. Are you kidding me? They argue that they... The no, are you kidding oh. yourself? <laughs> you don't there you it. go, trying to tell black people what they're supposed to be doing. You need to quit All right. that. All right. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, we got six minutes left. Oh, wait a minute, Maze. Wait a minute, Maze. We got six okay. minutes left in the live airtime, so if you want to continue to hear the show, we will be going in overtime. You need to get on the phone lines, 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. You got about five minutes. See, and now, I'm glad somebody brought that up because, see, that is an issue I have with Black Lives Matter. You know, if now. It's a black life. Does it not matter? Listen, you say Black Lives Matter. That's a black officer. Be there and support him. You know, and that's what I was saying last week. Stop picking and choosing where you want to be at. If Black Lives Matter, all Black Lives Matter. Okay? Be stand up for it. Now. No, see, and that's. No, 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 I'm talking now. See, and that's the problem. Everybody want to go, but, 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 but. No, there is no but. Your thing say black lives matter. That is your mantra. That's what you walk around saying. No justice, no peace. Okay, them officers didn't shoot anyone. They they were killed in in in, in action. You know, they were ambushed. But now, you see, see the point I'm making? So if you're going to settle, don't be, you know, 
and, and that's part of, uh, of the conditioning that this country has is the hypocritical way of thinking and, and, and going about things. It's just that simple. If black lives matter, all black lives matter, not just the ones that get and killed by police. I understand that, but that officer had children and a family too. Where's the Black Lives Matter right. movement for him? They not Sorry for the officer finish? getting killed, Eric, but how about when the lady had a function at her house inside and you had white police officers going inside arresting people? Why did they go inside this lady's house well, arresting what did that have those protests? Where was the Black Lives Matter movement? With can this I ask? Can I? That was murder. Can I explain yeah. the Black Lives Matter thing? If Mr. Tucker, if you put on a T-shirt today, even though you're not even part of the group, you just put on a T-shirt that says Black Lives Matter. That man that's talking to you now, he's going to say, he's a part of Black Lives Matter, just because he got the T-shirt on. That don't mean you're a part of that group. It's just like you, like I heard a person say today, you get the abortion people, you get the uh, the uh, cancer people together, they there for cancer, you know, uh, a, a, a marching. You get the people marching for for uh, all kind of disease, they in a thing marching together. Nobody never asked them why they not over there mixing up with the with the, the women that died from cancer. But they all they they stand up there marching for you every day. Every woman that right. from cancer, you don't see them standing stop up there it. to uh stop it. to be at the stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So that's what I'm trying right. to say. You know what? You know why? Because it's nonsense. It's complete that nonsense. Is, that is nonsense too. That's nonsense. Why wasn't nobody there? Tell you why it's nonsense. Number one, here's here's the thing, and I've been saying this before. Yes, law enforcement. There's an issue with some individuals that work law enforcement. We know this. There's some issues with those in the black community that just are downright criminals. Let's be honest. You know they're up to no good, and you know that hey, it happens. You kill now, but the bottom line is. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. We all have to live here together. Yes, don't tell me about what happened in the past. I understand that. And I understand that, you know, that there has to be some kind of, um, how can I say, uh, uh, understanding of that to, to understand where we need to go. I got that. But my thing is now we should be far enough to where we shouldn't have to worry about black lives matter, white lives matter. You know, we all here together. We all bleed. Right. We, we are here together, but we're not treated the same. You know? So that's the oh, difference. That's right. Well, Hang we, on. Let me give you another example. Blacks are oh, caught no, in between oh. a hard spot. Okay. Now, I, I told y'all, I put you on mute. I'm talking right now. All right? Now, look. It's like this. Blacks are caught in between a rock and a hard place. I understand that. But why? Why are blacks caught in between a rock and a hard place? Why? We can have this conversation 8,000 times and get 8,000 different people on this phone line, and we get eight different um, 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 uh, uh, comments about how to fix this thing. What is the problem? Now, you want to know what the issue is? We won't listen. We won't listen. We won't even take That's the right. time to sit down and, and think about anything. Who Now, I'm going to say it again. When you say black lives matter, you should mean all black lives matter. But, <laughs> Why even, why even stop there? Why stop with just black lives? We know there's a problem. Fix the problem then. You know, stop. You know, and, and I'm going to go back and say it, and I'm, I'm going to keep saying this, okay? You know, it's amazing how you can get a whole bunch of people to march in cities they don't, miles and miles, thousands of miles away, Absolutely. but you can't get nobody to walk around and, and, and clean up their own neighborhood. Now, there's some say, well, that. That, that's not. Here we go. No, but it's that's the two No, it's not the same. You know what? 
you know, it is the same. And you know why well, it's not. the same? Because, because they, don't take the oath, they don't take the oath to serve and protect. That's why it's not the same. If they was okay, let me check you too. All right, now, um, it, it's like this. See, y'all playing with the wrong one today, okay? It's like this, and I'm going to tell you. You know, number one, we don't want to sit and listen. We don't want to know the truth. We want to we wanna tell the truth as we see it, okay? That, right. that is the issue. We want to tell the truth as we see it. But the truth is, before you can fix anything on the outside, you got to fix what's on in, on the inside. That, Amen. Period. I'm sorry. Amen. That's the way I feel. That's the way it should work. Now, y'all can say what you want to by me. Y'all can say how, you know, what you want to say. But that's the issue. The foundation is broken. You can go out there and build everybody else's house. But if you're coming home to a broken house, you're not doing anything. Nothing. That's right. And, and the issue right. is we need to learn to break so, that cycle. Is, yeah, all this other stuff is just mocks mix. Okay. The Marks and Nixon, that's German, okay? Now, let me bring Michigan in. I, 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 I need a drink. Go ahead, Michigan. You got the floor. And if yeah, you talk crazy, yeah, I'm going to sound, 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 like, sound like you've already been drinking, Mr. Talk. You, you, done mixed up about, you done mixed up apples, oranges, bananas, strawberries. Man, I don't know what's um, going on with you today. If you take the approach that you're taking, Mays is absolutely right. You can go out no, and holler no. at, the, at the people who are marching for breast cancer and say, hey, y'all need to stop marching for breast cancer and march for all cancers. All cancers right. matter. See, that's the approach you're taking. That's crazy as hell, Mr. Dog. <clears throat> What's wrong with you today, man? And, and let me ask you another question, but, uh, Eric. Uh, Michigan, Michigan, hold on, Michigan. Let me, let me say I something. Don't want... That is not crazy. That is not crazy. Well, All right, go ahead, Bernie. That is crazy. Well, Michigan, now they, now, but, they, I mean, but they didn't. But they didn't say light. Hold on, light skin the black. Hold on, hold on. I said Vernon. Go All ahead, right. Vernon. Now, Michigan. Now they didn't say light skin the black lives matter. The uh, police black lives matter. The a street black lives matter. They said black lives matter. I mean, it's not like saying. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, uh can't, can't, talking about a council mob. We talking about just people in general, man. I mean, is it, 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 it black lives? I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I don't just deal with either one of them. You know, the, the, I'm just putting listen, it out there. Listen, listen, listen. The the concept of black lives matter comes up, but because of because of a specific crisis, and you can't even hold them responsible. Saying, well, y'all should be marching for inner city uh, crime. If that's not why they the why they organize themselves, you can't hold them to that. You have to, we have to get our black asses out there and organize for inner city marches. Now, you can't you can't force change. them if they came together because of state what they believe to be state sponsored killing by the police of black people, then leave them alone. That's what they came together to deal with. Now, how are you going to make them deal with a bandit a black-on-black crime, a teenage pregnancy? That's not why they came together. Ah, okay. Can I say something now? Focus and put it somewhere else and accept where it should be. Because somebody's telling you to clean up around your house and their house dirty, too. They ain't got no room to even in your, be in your way. That's the very thing that Malcolm X said. That's the very thing that Malcolm X said. And when I was saying that blacks are caught, hang on for a second, Vernon, because I'm going to get off him here. He's about ready to cut off. When I say blacks are caught (laughs) between a rock and a hard spot, you had an incident in Chicago where a mother 
had an adult son that was, was mentally challenged, and she didn't know what to do. So she called the police, up show the white police, and shoot the mother and the son. So what do you do? That's the stuff that goes on. You had another case in Brooklyn where it was a white male police officer and a black female police officer. The white male was beating a black suspect that was handcuffed, and the black female told him to stop. He turned around and smacked the hell out of her. If I was her, I would have pulled my gun out and killed the fool. That's the kind of things that blacks are caught up in. But we don't. We're supposed to ignore that and act like that don't happen and look at the black communities and say they're killing each other and that's going to solve something. Oh, no, it has two different pictures. Uh, Miss Mays, can I, can I say I'm something, I'm telling you, please? it's two different pictures, please. Okay. You Mississippi. I, 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 you're right. You're, you're right. But let me just say something. I'm not killing each it, other over there? Oh, yes, ma'am. But okay, please, so we'll, let, me, we'll, let, let me say something, please. Where's the black man in your community telling you to tell mm-hmm. your people to stop doing what y'all doing? Ma'am, killing each other? Ma'am, ha, ma'am, listen. Why why would it hurt or what would it hurt if the Black Lives Matter movement stood honorably at that Baton Rouge police officer's funeral, standing in unity with the community? Because that's not what they are there for. They right. have their purpose of people being mistreated. They're not have, having hey. their purpose of being the going so to people's funeral because they died. Hey, 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 let's flip the script. Let's flip the script. And what if it's the why didn't the, why didn't the, why why didn't the police well, officers in Baton Rouge go to the funeral of the, of the black guy that got shot and stand in solidarity with that family? Okay, what the hell are you talking about, man? Now, do you do you see what y'all do? Y'all see? Do all of you see what you're doing? That that division, yes, right? Do you want me to tell you what I'm doing? That, you know me tell you what I'm doing? Hold on, mate. 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 Hold on, they're like, go they're on, like the one that's sitting on here talking now. You let it go on, and he's talking and saying what he wanted to say, what he don't like, and he's trying to find somebody to agree with him to say that they ma'am, agree I, with what ma'am, he's talking I care about. Less but I don't, and I'm here to tell you. I could I don't care agree less with you. whether you so agree with that's me or not. And I don't agree because if they didn't go I to the room, they just didn't go. Point. So I'm when not I tell lose you, can I tell you something? You don't agree with can I say something else? When those cops turned their backs on that on that mayor in New York, in New York, every last one of them should have been fired. Were you there? Or did you say anything about it? Hey, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me ask, let me ask the guy one more other question. You had the incident where the black officers uh, legitimately shot a white person, both of them in jail. I haven't seen any police uh, fundraisers for those two black guys and their attorney's fees and to make sure that their families are taken care of. What happened to the fraternal order of the police as it relates to those two black guys? Okay, now That's are, you right. let me, are you actually going to let me answer it? And, and let me give you one more so you can answer on this, too. What happens uh, when you have not. a black officer <laughs> undercover with his badge <laughs> in his hand and a white officer stands over and shoots him? What's going on there? Why come they don't come out to his family? Answer those, would you, please? Okay. The, the first hand is Michigan. Okay. It was found that those two black officers were criminally negligent. Okay. <laughs> How convenient. Uh, don't listen. See, that's the problem. When you when you don't like an answer, you come up with an excuse. That, that's the answer. The answer is they were found criminally negligent, and because they were found criminally negligent, that negates any privileges that they have. 
that negates their pension, it negates the union, it negates anything. Of, of course it does. Well, from what view of the camera was they criminally, criminally negligent? Right. Bingo. Ask, ask the investigators. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, right. See, that's why, hey, hey, see, that's why, hey, hey, that's why I keep telling y'all, y'all, y'all want to play footsies with these white folks with this America thing, and you're going to get a disease. You got to get away the from problem. them. You that's have what you got to do. I got me a condom too. <laughs> and, when, and another thing, and I have something else to ask the man from Mississippi. Oh, you better use a foot condom. <laughs> I got something else to what the man with the Mississippi. Is y'all think that this is funny. Oh, it is funny. funny. It's funny. See, well, there you go again trying to tell me what so we It's so insane. If we didn't laugh, we'd go crazy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know we wouldn't go crazy. We'd be trying to trying to go about paper wherever we can find and get somebody that we're afraid of. Uh, that's what we would be doing. And you probably been a part of that membership too, don't, aren't you? I have no idea what you're talking about. The membership of going, oh, you're a felon, so you can't buy a, a, a weapon or anything. There you so, go, see? There and so then you're mad because you're a felon, you was a cop, and you went to jail. And so you I'm not mad. That was the but best thing that happened to me. But see, I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I'm going to put it like this. When we had slaves, they went with the master and agreed with everything he had to say. So I don't yes. have, I, with me, my personally, I don't have to agree with what you have to say, but I'm going to send You're you back right. home to work on your people before you come over here in the mix of mine to tell us what we need to be doing. But there's no black man over in your mix telling us, your people what they need to do. Okay. So when you All get right. that one, okay. right. it'll be, it'll be okay. arm and arm, uh, equal scale. All right. Hey, and hopefully it'll be your last. All right. Bring, okay. All right. Let me bring this lady back in. All right, Miss Lady. You're back on oh, the okay. air. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want to listen. I wanted to... Um, Remark on um, what Pianke stated, and he's absolutely right. Um, I actually went to school with a deputy sheriff. She was so uh, frustrated with the response with the men, uh, male deputy sheriff that she worked with. She's now a criminal defense attorney. She said inevitably when a situation was encountered, the women that were deputy sheriffs, to defuse the situation, de-escalate it. That was their intent. So it goes back to what is your intent. Their intent was to de-escalate it and so that there would not be a reason to have a violence inflicted on anybody. However, she said nine times out of ten, the men would escalate it up. They were very disrespectful. They were nasty. They come in domineering. They wanted to be bullies, and it would escalate the situation. Now they had a reason to pull out their batons and beat somebody down. So, so, wow. so, you know, you go to, you know, who is the person? Who, what is their intent? What is their personality makeup? What are they there to do? And a lot of people aren't there to protect and serve. They're there to be bullies. Mm. And they have well, Ms. they have authority and space behind them to be bullied. The state sanctioned bullying is what it is. Can I say something? Oh, Ms. when she finished. I'm finished. Oh, it was like uh the guy that had the show last week. Now it would have been just as strange if Mr. Talk would have went over there and let's say he's talking like he's talking on Mr. Talk show. And his guest that he has listening to him. Probably would have thrown over there and told him to talk to get off the air. 
You're more than welcome to come on my show tonight. No, 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 no. I heard your show. I heard your show last week, and I saw how you did what you did on your show. So you won't want me coming over there telling those people that are listening to you that what they need to do in their community is to get them straight. But when Ms. you see May, wrong, your opinion you, counts. When you see wrong, you should be able to stop it in your community. Mr. Salt should be able to stop it in his community, and then you come together. But then if you've got cops doing stuff to people, you should be coming with Mr. Talk telling him that it needs to stop because it's not right. Not jumping on somebody else over there, what they're doing in their community. We're talking about the mistreatment that's being done to people. But isn't wrong wrong? Exactly. No, no, wrong is subjective Man, with them. Shut it out. Man, what is, what is Mr. Talking what you doing, Mr. Talkman? You the wrong is subjective with them. How many yeah, how man. many white males have you known that's been fired? Like you say, that's happening to this brother who took a picture of Mr. So Sterling Mr. getting okay. murdered. How many whites have you known have lost their job because of the stances mm. and the verbiage that they say? I don't know so any of the I don't know of any of the white citizen councils being kicked off their job because of the actions that they impose on black folks. I don't know of any. What you don't, I don't know, know of any? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying wrong is wrong. I don't care what y'all say, but let me bring Ed into the conversation. Wrong is wrong, man. All right, welcome to the show, Ed. What's going on, man? <laughs> Oh man, I'm just kind of amazed and just listening to all this, man. It's the first thing gets me is why are we so tripped out and in love with the idea about debating all the time, rather than seeking the whole, the whole truth or something, but you know, finding out what's missing. In other words, we need to ask ourselves a question: What is keeping us from being able to agree? You know, one of the things I find amazing, I look at society around us. There are a lot of folks who, you know, barely really getting into understanding anything with any level of credibility at all and just a little bit of perception hastily make make their make draw their conclusion and then feel like they have a right to argue. You know, biblically speaking, as the scripture says, we've forgotten our first love. Most people being well let's just say looking at that from a Western standpoint, don't have a clue as to what that means. First love, it means the primary order by which we can love each other. Okay, something most high told me many years ago said, look, till we are one, we are not saved. <laughs> till we are one, we are not saved. We need to ask the question, what's keeping us from being one? What's keeping us from being able to agree? There must be some misperceptions in our minds. Because if we all had the same perfect truth, there wouldn't be any arguments among us. So well, you know, look, man, blacks are always blacks are always taught to love. Whites are taught to point, shoot, then holler, halt. How in the world are you going to have some fair with that? Well, but, 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 but see, let me let me let me let me let me say let me say so, man. See, as individuals like this, you have you have five you have five or six black people agreeing, then you have one white man disagree, then you have a black man get on and say why we can't all agree. Well, we all agree. The white man just disagrees, so he can get off the phone. And I'm just giving you an example. If you got the majority of black people agreeing on what need to happen, just because a white man disagrees. It ain't our responsibility to bring it into the fold. 
The creator is not pleased with any of these thoughts. Who says who? Says who? And, he not, and he's not pleased. And he's not pleased with somebody. He's not pleased with who? None of us are seeking and, his whole and, and which creator? And That's which why you preachers be standing about? up there like, Sunday talking to the four walls all the time. Right. Which the and one which that made are you everything about? that should show us can show us how to get back to order. We're sitting back there yeah, arguing. Yeah. That's the problem. Which creator? Which creator? The one that commands the creator rather than asking him what we need to be commanded about. We got a problem. You, yeah, know, you, you never said you never said which creator is, is, is mad at all of us. Which one? The able one. When, when the time comes. I'm not a pagan. I'm not a polytheist. I know there's only one. Yeah, well, what you talking about, man? The day before the shutdown of the highway here in St. Louis because white contractors was coming through the black community, not hiring any black workers nor any black contractors. And, of course, this guy on the phone said, well, what did they qualify? They use that old lame, lame excuse. Right. Here's the point. The night before, the governor said, the governor, I, I do understand. If you listen, you will understand. No, the I think night you before, the state governor state went problem. to black preachers and tried to talk the blacks out of shutting down the highway. Guess what they told the preachers? To go to hell. Hey, hey, we did voice in that. Hey, 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 Piaget, we, we, we whooped, we whooped some preachers out of one of our meetings. We whooped their ass. Oh, that's, that's something to brag about. That's, <laughs> yes, that's yes, you're absolutely right. Okay, so we whooped like their ass out of the meeting. That's what happened right. I tell you that much. Yeah, we whooped their ass out of the meeting. continually. Well, let me ask this question. At one another, and everybody's guilty. Tell me somebody who's not guilty in the midst of this argument. Oh, I'm not. Hey, hey, hey. The, hey, the other thing that people don't understand. I'm not guilty. People, you, that's right. And people, you're assuming that everybody want to hold hands with your black ass. Why, for what if they don't want to hold hands with you? You need to ask a question. Why can't we agree with the creator? What if they don't want to agree with you? They have a right and a sovereignty not to agree hey, with you, your hey, creator, or none of that. I said, why can we not agree with the creator? Because we agree because with Because we him. don't want to. So I don't want like to agree with you and your creator. Because lightning haven't struck you yet. That's why. That we are not one. How is it that we don't agree? If we agree with you on your creator, the next thing you're going to want us to do is give you some damn money. At this point in time, what have we done so dadgum devilish? That we prevent ourselves hey, from hey, hey, man, hey, man, have you ever stopped to think, man, everybody don't have the, the same creator as you got? They don't believe in the same creator? What if they don't agree well, with your creator? Like this, there's one who formed man for a purpose. Man has fallen away from that purpose. When I say the creator, I mean him who made man for his purpose. Why well, have to be a him? Purpose, yes, you wind right. up being molded and shaping by another. Well, why have to be a him? creator show up and fix some shit? Eric, did yeah, you plan well, this? It won't come after your arrogance, man. You got to shut up and humble yourself a See, whole lot. See, the, crea- the creator don't get angry, so you know you just showing yourself for what it is. That's what the problem with the people that he's supposed to be working for. The creator I, get anger. Right, I can tell you anger. something. Anger. Hey, all right. You're not teaching. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> it's, 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 their attitudes are preventing <laughs> the creator from wanting to help any of these. If it's love, love is not anger. People do that okay. themselves because they're not willing to humble themselves enough to hear what is the, what is the solution. Man, I'm going to get me a drink, man. What you, what you drinking, Mr. Talk? Looks like I need a drink, drink too, and I don't even drink. What you drinking, Mr. All right. Talk? I'm going to get me one of them. All right. All you right. playing this, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> See, everybody's, everybody's talking. Nobody's listening. Okay. I, I got it. That's I got it. I got it. That's the problem. I got it. Sometimes yeah. you don't need to listen. All right. 
Oh, sometimes you don't need to listen? You got that right. Sometimes you listen to the wrong thing and it's in you in the wrong direction. Absolutely right. <laughs> like and I say, everybody got partial perceptions, so not asking for what's missing and not thinking. <clears throat> uh-huh. There won't be an agreement any other All way. Because right. if you let them see long <laughs> enough, they'll get angry and show you what is real for real. All right. All right. What are we going to do now? You know I got so many young We're going to go ahead and let y'all start your last words because this should be very, very interesting. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm just waiting here. I'm waiting. I got my pen ready. All right. We're going to start with you, Ed. Your last words, sir. Man, I'm just saying really, really simple. Everything written says it in the time of judgment. The whole world is going to have to repent for having forgotten some very very important truth. And at that point, no one will be justified in their ignorance. The only ones who will have a chance for survival are those who are willing to humble themselves, realize what they have forgotten, and realize that no one has been saved through the course of ages who has not realized those very important truths, meaning that everyone is going to have to petition the Most High for mercy. We have a problem in the world. Everyone and by and large, I didn't say everyone, maybe I shouldn't paint that black blanket statement. But I find it amazing that rather than caring about each other enough to try to ask what is missing or let's just say out of context or let's just say predisposed toward hastiness or hasty conclusions in our thinking, we want to quickly jump to conclusions and say we have a, the authority to argue. Do we not even understand the ancient concept of having authority? means that first you seek to be a servant because you seek the mastery. In other words, you seek the fullness of the truth in order to be able to help. There's the ancient Hebrew word for, for master that actually means servant. No one is allowed to be called a master till he has discerned all that is necessary to be able to help one another. That's why the scripture said you forgot your first love, the primary command. The creator and all that he declares unto us is one. Either we are willing to seek all that is his will or we curse ourselves and against his name and we have no love for one another. We have a serious problem in the society in that regard. This society is subject to what I call agape rather than our abba. And I know it sounds like a funny thing, but I'll make, try to make it simple. Scripture says, Yah so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. People don't realize what it means. He so loved the world he gave it discipline and didn't leave it without it. But men have loved darkness, lack of discipline self-righteousness, their own opinions, more than that exceeding light. We have a serious problem. Man is walking around here like in Isaiah 45. Most people have no clue about what it means. It says he creates light and darkness, good and evil. It means he decides whether we see or don't see. You've got a bunch of people walking around like, Scripture says, broken potsherds, nothing able to sustain a, a purity of what is supposed to be sustained, arguing with each other. And Arden says they command the creator who made all things and set all things in order. And man hadn't figured out how to set things in order yet. And most people read right through that scripture and don't even realize that humanity is being mocked at this point. I said humanity is being mocked at this point. And most people that go right through scriptures like that and don't understand or have a single concept of what it means. The question I ask is do we love anything at all? Because let me tell you something, anything love you will seek with all your heart. And the first thing I would tell people right off the top is something Shaul said that most people don't really understand. Scripture says salvation not of works as any man should boast. Most people have no clue about what that means. It means it's not after any of these diverse systems of government that men have declared partial in their perceptions, 
pluralist in their perception. You got a two-party system where it maintains debate. How does salvation unto agreement when every all these various systems, all of them, none of them, have sought the whole truth when he said, go forth and teach all nations everything I declare. How can we con- convert and everyone wants to call every one of their dadgum leaders some kind of savior and they don't even realize the word savior needs to be made whole or made complete? We got a serious, serious problem. What this society has by and large not understood, but we're functioning on the Western patterns of thought that by no means agree with the ancient concepts. Like I said, first love. Shema, first command of all, the creative one, we all seeking without resistance for the mutual good of one another, that we might genuinely love one another and not hate. We got a serious problem because we've forgotten that. All right. Thank you, Ed. As always, great knowledge, man, great knowledge. All right. Thank you, and you have a great day, sir. All right, uh, Miss Lady, you're next. Miss Lady, are you there? Okay, Miss Lady is not there. Uh, let's see. Jabbar, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Um, okay, last I'm, I'm going to make this pretty simple here. Um, I think the focus, again, needs to, well, some of the focus needs to be taken off of the police officers and look towards those who put them out on the street, who allows them to do the things that they do, and who allows them to get away with the things that they do to we the people. Um, And that's it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You have a great day as well. All right, Mays, you're next. Well, Mr. Talk, God didn't write them scriptures that he said because he did not write scriptures. He just only left a commandment here for the people to do a bad, bad. So just like I say, you have to listen to what some people say, the creator, and try to tell us about the creator, but you do have anger in you. So you need to check yourself by that. And then when you have uh, others that come in amongst us that tell us what we need to do, we are grown. We're not slaves anymore. We don't have to take that anymore. We got our own mind and body. So when you can have one come over in your community and do the same thing that you were doing in this one, you'll straighten both of them out. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. You have a great day as well. All right. Next, Mr. Pianchi. I'm going to read a little bit of here. This is from the Mohawk Convention back in 1890. It says here, The heathen people brought from the dark continent after several generations in bondage, followed by a few years of freedom, have all of them learned to understand and speak the English language. All of them have been taught the first, the essential lesson in civilization. They can all earn their own living by their own labor. A very large number of them have been converted to Christianity. Then it goes on and say, to educate and Christianize this people, God has given us the opportunity of the age in which we live. Training the heads of this people with intellectual learning and their hands with industrial teaching and their hearts with the precious gospel of Jesus Christ, and you will solve the Negro question. That's about as ridiculous as what I heard just earlier. Black Lives Matter, if that group of young people wanted to form that motto and make it a movement, they had all the right to do so, and I support them. It's just like when when a group here shut down the highway 
was attempting to shut down the highway because they wasn't hiring blacks on the Mississippi Bridge. I guess some people are going to say, well, you need to go march because you got trash in your street. You need to go march because you got people's, people shoplifting. That is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. If you want that type of action, then you go start it yourself. I support those young people. Black Lives Matter. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, we lost Michigan. So, last but not least, Stickman, you're up. You know, we ha- we have a delusional side of of truth nowadays, and and in an extension of what Mark Oman Hill said not too long ago, he said black people are incapable of racism. So it seems like you can't have a conversation with mentality like this, because now you're suggesting that anytime a black person kills a white person. On a racial basis, there's not, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing there. We just have to pretend that nothing happened. You can't have a conversation about that. If you hate white cops, then it's not because you're a racist. It's just because you hate white cops. Absurdity at its finest. And these Black Lives Matter movement, I'm not against them. My, I'm questioning their motives, and I have the legitimacy and the right to question anything that I want. That's the beauty of this of this country. The problem with what I view society is we have morals that are now become individualized. And the dangerous thing about all this is in this conversation of two two hours plus, you go back and you hear some of these these, these proponents of the Black Lives Matter movement. They're laughing at the things that are going on and other people's thoughts and and. And and one actually said that we beat some preachers' asses for doing it, and that enraged the problem. The, you know, the black some of the black community just doesn't want to listen. They feel like they're entitled to something because of the tragedy that happened many, 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 many years ago about slavery. Slavery is over. I'm sorry. It, yes, it happened. But the issue is we need to step into 2016 and say, all right, enough pointing fingers. Everybody's to blame. This is not a black problem. This is not a white problem. It's not a Latino problem or an Asian problem. This is an American problem that is becoming an epidemic, and we need to come together and find solutions. All right. Thank you, sir. And uh, (laughs) um, I'll be on your show tonight. So, yeah, (laughs) let everybody know what time your show is and how they can get there if they want to stop and we, we, we're so looking forward to your input. We, during your show, we got an email from the NAACP. They're, out. They're also sending a, uh, a representative to offer their thoughts. Um, but for those of you who want to listen, uh, Skin Deep Theology on Blog Talk Radio, we, we're live Monday tonight at 8 p.m. Central and every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central. Uh, Dr. Shirley McKellar, uh, she is a congressional um, candidate from Texas. We have Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, who is a right-wing activist, a best-selling author, and a national radio host on the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. Uh, They're going to be our guests tonight, as well as Mr. Talk. Uh, We're going to have a roundtable discussion about Black versus Blue, America's Strongest War, Rebuilding Trust and Recovering Hope. All right. Thank you, man, and uh, appreciate you stopping by, as always. As we say, open invitation, man, open invitation. All right, y'all. Whoo, what a hot one, what a hot one. You know, 
in the course of the uh, of the conversation we had today, it was interesting that um, when certain ideas were put out, no one wanted to listen. No one wanted to hear what someone else had to say without um, in, inputting your, your predetermined um, thought processes, which it's okay because you're human. That's what you do. Um, May says you have your own mind, but does that mean you have all the answers just because you have your own mind? No, you don't. You know, this this place we live in made up a whole of different ethnicities, different um, thought processes, different, you know, yes, we understand that throughout history that we as, you know, the black uh, community has had um, – been conditioned and trained and and mistreated and what have you. Well, okay, I, I admit that, and, and you know that's something that has happened, and in some cases is still going on. But in the same thing, if you say, and this is something I feel, you know, we all have to live here together. We we do. We bleed red. All right. We all eat the same food, whether it's contaminated or not. We, I mean. When I see something that says Black Lives Matter, okay, why are we choosing and picking which Black Lives we gonna we want to worry about? You know, they say, well, you know, they say breast cancer, and you know, you got uh, colon cancer, and but cancer is cancer. It really is. It's cancer. You know, someone say, well, you know, we kicked we kicked the, the preacher's butt and what have you, and what did that accomplish? Did that did that change anything? Probably created more issues than anything. My point here is this: until we decide that we all matter, we're never going to get anywhere. We're, we're not going to get anywhere. Ed had a, had a dang on good point, you know, as far as the creator. Everybody want to jump on that. Well, why I got to be a he? Okay, so the creator. The creator. You know, um, some say created in his own image. Well, if that's the case, then why are we, where are we at now? We know what has happened. We know what is happening. So when are we going to decide to get it together, sit down, and come up with a plan? Yes, we already know there's going to be those out there that want to be in charge. We already know there's going to be those out there that are not going to do right. But does that mean we have to follow that same pattern um, that uh, that has been going on over and over, the same cycle over and over and over and over again? No. That's that's no. You know, I I used to say, well, yeah, you know, reading, and I used to say, well, you know, let's go back to segregation. Let's go put the blacks in the blacks, and and but when I think about that, what is the purpose of that? Would that solve anything? No. Why? Because you're still going to have to deal with someone outside your ethnicity. You're going to have to deal with someone else that doesn't think like you do. Come on, people. We we got to do better. We we have to do better. And you know how we start doing better? By taking the time to sit back and listen. Don't be so quick to uh, 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 dis 
be quick to try and disprove what somebody else has to say. Don't be so fast to do that. It makes no sense. It just takes us in a circle over and over and over and over again. That's not good. That's not good at all. All right. Well, that's going to do it for me for today, man. Uh, we'll be back here Friday trying to do the same thing over again. Just talking about something different, hopefully. I doubt it, though. Maybe we need to continue this kind of conversation till we come up with something uh, <laughs> that we all could agree on. Um, but it's been fun. I want to thank everybody for participating. Don't forget, I'll be um guest on um, Stickman's show tonight. Uh, drop by. Drop by. You know, it never hurts to listen, right? Um, okay. So just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest and best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, man. You laugh at yourself, everything else is just gravy. All right. So um, until Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 to 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time, I am Mr. Talk saying y'all have a good one. This has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. We're taking you out of here with some loose ends, man, watching you. Because, you know, somebody's always watching and listening. All right, until Friday, y'all. Y'all have a good week. See you then. I'm out.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.